I had him muted. We were muted. It's okay. Welcome it cleanses. in, everybody. <laughs> we're here. We're watching TV. We got some John Denver shit going on. I am Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. Yes, and I am Adam Crocious, the of, co-host. The co-host. Of course, we had, you know, we had some technical shit before we got on, but we're getting in. Well, well, you're, <laughs> every time I come over here, there's just more and more equipment. <laughs> Yeah, I got a you board. You got a board now. now. I mean, it's, you got good. cameras. Hey, everyone. This is. I'm still not used to this. I guess I got a. Pl- I got a mug to the camera. I don't know. Maybe not. you can. I mean, whatever makes you feel natural. You know, exactly. that's what it's all about. Exactly. It's all about being. It's relaxed. <laughs> that's what. That's what the show's about, people. Well, yeah. Again, that song gets gets me focused. It, it cleanses the palate. It's good. You know. And, you know, even for the therapy, it was worth the money. <laughs> For how it makes you feel. Exactly. And it's a very unique song. It's our song. Absolutely it is. It's a jam. That's our hook. Yeah. When, when we have our... When we tour. Crow, when we have a live podcast. Yeah, when we're going to great places like Erie, Pennsylvania, and man. Then I, we got a good following in Erie. And then this song kicks on and I throw my arm around you and I go, Crow, remember when we were... Look what we did, baby. <laughs> We've accomplished so much. Hey, we have 40 subscribers on YouTube. Hey, man, it's something. It's something. You guys, get a, you know, we'll get a little momentum here. It's yeah. going to happen. What yeah. else? We have Twister on. Do you want to go to Twister? <laughs> well, we were watching this John Denver, like a PBS special. It's like a, yeah. Or Dude, <laughs> I miss the era of when they would shill the box sets on like. Oh, yeah. You got to watch a whole concert. You oh, just, absolutely. in between, they tried to get you to buy the DVD that was 47 discs for yeah. <laughs> nine payments of 1998. <laughs> Didn't you say your father always fell prey to that? Oh, Dude, he wanted him so hard. He <laughs> like that was my, oh yeah, that would be a good possession. To I have. used to listen to him. He would call my uncle and just beg him. He would not beg, but he would like. Yeah. He needed like give me a hundred and fifty dollars for this for this uh, ballads of the f- soul ballads, <laughs> and he kept calling them soul ballets. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it was a decent CD though. To be I'm quite sh- absolutely, to Listen, be quite I'm honest, not, I'm not above you. the CD. I am, you know, I've become the old man that I used to make fun of. You, if you had eight tracks when I was like a late teen, early twenties, you were just an old a fart. Square. Well, that that's basically what having a CD is now. You know, it's and that was like the cutting edge. My uncle you know? had CDs when it was like a sleeve, like a whole giant. Oh yeah. Sleeve. I remember that. Yeah, it looked like a, like a record, only it was yeah, a CD. Yeah, it was like you know? this fucking big. I remember I went to Disney World in 1981, and they were like, what's it going to be like to be a teenager in the 90s? And this like you know teeny bopper girl was like watching you know, you know a, a Blondie, you know, like a concert on Blondie on one of those discs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Blondie was getting a foot in the door the, into the Disney World, you know, like uh, literally into the Disney World. Hey, ain't nothing wrong big with it. disc. You Does know. she have to? I wonder if when that happens, they have to like. Well, you know, you can't ever mention that you were in Playboy, because <laughs> Debbie Harry was her boobers oh. were out. Listen, she was uh, sexy. She was a sexy woman. You know, oh very, yeah, very much. Le- I mean, she was. I mean, the band was called Blondie for a reason. <laughs> like you're gonna watch this because of her. You know, the the musicians are competent enough. 
I mean that that was a you know that was kind of a new wavy punk, very New York arty. It was cool. It was blonde. Early Blondie was good. Got them trapped in the twister here. Absolutely. I remember this being a real like summer blockbuster. Well, yeah. Look at what they can do now. I'm sure. Oh, at the time, this was incredible. Oh, I, this was I remember, cutting edge. It actually still looks okay, I think. A little I bit, remember you know. watching it being it? like, this is so real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They get excited. Because <laughs> they're fucking daredevils, man. Whoa, well, this is, again, this is Jurassic Park gone, gone weather. Yeah, this isn't like, again, this is a post-Cold War movie. Post-Cold War pre-September 11th. You know, there was this era of like, okay, nature's, we got to go back like Earthquake and Poseidon Adventure and, you know, <laughs> Towering Inferno, you know, that well, nature no, is taking us on. pre-9-11. You know? Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. pre-9-11, but post-Cold War. We had to find different uh, enemies, you know what I mean? Because we had because we had won the Cold War. Yeah, there wasn't weather. a clear enemy. It's so be weather. Yeah, you know, or it's going to be some sort of volcano or something <laughs> like that's going to happen, you know? It's like, there, there, there was a big, uh, well, that's what it was. So. Did you see the 1998 classic Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> well, there was there was a there was also Dante's Peak, you know, was was yeah. a, was with Pierce Brosnan. That yeah. was a, a movie, you know. And then, Dante's uh, Peak was good. That's they show the pyro they're getting chased by the fucking cloud the at lava. the end. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. By the, the sulfuric death cloud. Dante's Peak. They also have the classic dog that gets lost, and you're like, well, this dog is getting swallowed by a volcano. And then yeah. the last scene, like as they're getting climbing out of the fucking volcanic ash the dog comes sniffing up to him and they're like oh fifi made it alan <laughs> ruck you got that. alan ruck from fucking ferris bueller in this movie oh yeah wow this is 10 years after that he's still trying to make a career going you know it's like get philip seymour hoffman and then you got young steve buscemi no it's not but I mean, it's like young Bush. Hey, we think you look like him a little bit so you know we're gonna cast you that cat was in a couple other things too Philip Seymour Hoffman, this is one of his first, like, major movies, you know? Him, <laughs> like, breaking it in. in oh, Hollywood. yeah. He, well, and he was still playing the fat fool at this point, well, exactly, too. Exactly, exactly. But he, he did it well, you know? But he was a serious actor, Keith. He wanted to explore his craft. Well, he was. He's one of those you guys know? that, like, he, I'm sure he was, like, that kind of pissy. We're like, I'm, this is pedestrian. But he actually is the kind of guy who could talk that talk because he was a great okay, actor. He was a completely, yeah, absolutely. He, he's top flight. He was a top flight actor, no doubt about that. Disturbed soul, I think. Well, he died of a heroin <laughs> overdose. It's not like he's... Yeah, I think Peachy he, people don't just <laughs> overdose on the horse. <laughs> you know, just, oh, I'm losing myself in my career. Oh, the pressures of it all. I need to shoot up, you know. So as I laugh about his death... I don't know. It just seems all so ridiculous. Everything seems so ridiculous, you know. Well, get over yourself. It is. Uh, speaking of, we well, got things going ridiculous. on. Yeah, yeah we, we got well, things going on. This was gonna, well, going. This on? show changed a lot during the week because it started with you texting me, being like, "I'm gonna, I'm going out of town." And oh I was yeah. Like, oh yeah. So I got a co-host lined up. Jeff Eggleston was gonna come. Oh shit. And uh, I didn't no, know. But then you texted. And you were like, oh, I canceled my flight. So I was like, oh, cool. Jeff will just be a guest. Well, yeah. come on. I'll have him play a song or two. I got the new setup. I can Absolutely. have him plug into the board. Exactly. And it could come through. And then the day he he's at the World Series of Comedy in Las Vegas. And he was like, oh, I extended my stay. So then he canceled. But the, so it ended up just being a regular show. Yeah. So it yeah. went from like. <laughs> oh, this special substitute to like, oh, that's cool. Now it's going to be like a guest with a show. It'll be a nice yeah. full yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. 
So no, it's a good thing. So, but, but you were also you, you rolled with it. You know what yeah. I mean. You rolled with it. You know, you you had contingency plans. We weren't going to go radio silent for a couple weeks, my friend. But you well, and then we got to talk about that because we got if we don't go out of town, we'll be fine. But we got we got holidays coming up that yeah. we have to fucking <laughs> record episodes. Yeah, well, for. well, I'm going to be here during Thanksgiving. What I ain't I'm going saying, Thanksgiving. all I'm saying is, is there might be one of these weeks we might have to do two in a row. We might have to do an episode on a, a couple sure. Saturday Sundays and then I'll bank the Sunday yeah, episodes. Sure. Absolutely. Hey man, we got, you see, you got a plan here. This is what a responsible show does. So that's the reason why we're able to, to, to weather the storm of this week. Cause what of, I have different hosts and well, co-hosts. What I think and I'm format, setting you know, up too is because, and we're holding to this for new listeners. We take the month of December off. We it's yeah. or, or around we take yeah. about a month off around Christmas through the new year. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But this year I want to have episodes ready so we could keep, keep just releasing rifle them. them out there, man. Exactly. But I feel like, <laughs> hey, everybody needs three weeks to just not work and not do anything. <laughs> Look, yeah, man, I had a, I get stressed out doing this shit. Oh, yeah. Cameras absolutely. don't work. So every I give you credit, man, Keith. You put your back into this. The production quality is uh, uh, is is definitely. Look at this. We got Snoop talking into a shell here. Yeah, it's. (laughs) But yes, I was gonna go to Oregon. I had booked a flight right after I left my job. Been out of my job now for a month, which feels. How's that feeling? It just feels very good. So good. Just I'm I'm happy about the decision. I, I I don't regret it. You know, I've been doing some just you know online delivery crap this week. Have you been doing soul? Have you been? But have you also been soul searching, Crucius? No, no. Have you been searching your soul? No, nope. it has not been this weird, dark, brooding time where I'm doubting certain decisions as I'm alone and I ponder my existence. No, I actually feel pretty good about things. I'm yeah. actually in a good headspace because. Yeah, so I uh, Jamie Gertz had '80s hair still. Like, well, yeah, she was. Well, she played like she was like the uptight older woman here, right? From even though she's younger than all these people. Well, she was. I mean, she was an '80s star. Her father, again, we've said this before, ran the improv, the old improv in Chicago, because she's from the North Shore. Jamie Gertz is. So uh, yeah, and I think came from a kind of a show business family. Jamie Gertz. <laughs> I always thought because she's she like in, a billionaire now. Well, I think she married her husband. She's one of the owners the, of the Hawks. Well, I her think. husband is. Yeah. She, I feel like for for points, they've. She's like on the board, but oh, she did not purchase the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, but she's she, married to the dude who owns the Hawks. Yeah, <laughs> that actor. He this is really one of my anywhere. favorite scenes in a movie because they're all fucking psyched about the food, and then they make fun of fucking. They make fun of Carrie Elways. He's on the TV, but this is where they tell the fucking stories. Yeah, of like, like he walked up to a tornado <laughs> with a boner and fucking pissed in it. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, th- th- this is how it, l- it ties into Helen Hunt's character because she's the only one who's survived a grade five or whatever it is, right? She's uh, uh, one. yeah, an F five, an F five, you know? the finger of God. Young cows, Meg, nice potatoes. Look at that Midwestern foods. Look at these Midwesterners with their diet and the uptight city girl. Oh, she can't handle it, can she? You know, they knew the tensions. They knew the tensions in our culture that have been exploited now by certain political movements. You know, they understood. <laughs> Linda Hunt, she had a run. She had a run in the mid, mid late 90s. She was uh, on a run. You know? Oh yeah, this is around as good as it gets. Yes, she, absolutely. Yeah, Mad About You ended because it, she blew up. This is in the era where like, it was the clear move of like 
sitcom and then the breakout star of the sitcom was going to be the one to be removed it was like sitcoms were the audition ground for for movies for movies yeah yeah that's why i feel like movie people probably look down on television actors who come in of like oh i'm sure i'm an actor yeah he really is in love with himself i thought it was just a summer thing dude he's gonna rue the day He's going to rue the day he came up against the extreme, baby. Yeah. Hey, things were hip in the 90s. Imminent. Rue it. <laughs> this is hip dialogue in the 90s. I tell you, I still speak this way. I was just wondering, why, why do you call Billy the extreme? Because Billy is the extreme. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I love, he's the most out of control son of a bitch in the game. He, co- he walks, he comes close to tornadoes. <laughs> I'm going to go clean up. But you know, there's a certain so, weirdness. Oh in that, yeah, right? they show her yeah. wildness. Like, they show her fucking from the fucking nape of the neck up, taking a shower in this. I think it's supposed so. to be like a sexy scene. This is where like as close as you're gonna get <laughs> to, to, to seeing, Linda <laughs> to seeing Helen Hunt's. Fo- you or keep Helen calling her Hunt. Linda That's Hunt. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Do you think it's Linda Hamilton? <laughs> no, no. Linda Hunt was on the previous TV show that was on. Linda Hunt, I think, won an Oscar uh, for Year of Living Dangerously. When yeah, she played a he. It was like wow. So let's get back to gender. why. So. Portland you were supposed to go to Portland right yeah exactly and you you called and you were like I canceled my flight and the COVID stuff and weather I get but I almost laughed and I sh- I talked to her about it and we yeah. both kind of giggled because you're just like my back hurts and yeah, flying with back pain sucks and I'm just like oh my god he's 50 yeah absolutely he's feeling it absolutely you're absolutely feeling the years baby because it's just if you sit for too long my back's been fucked up. My back has not been good the past couple that weeks. That air pressure. It's gotten better. No, it's just sitting in a small seat and I'm tall. Crocious, you're at the age confined. where you where you have to in conversation go, Well, you know the air pressure. And, and no, it's not it's not even <laughs> it's You not, know what rain does to my back, guys. No, my back is because I've been playing so much golf. That I actually, I, I stre- well, I don't, I, it's it's a weird thing. I don't quite know what it is, but it's lower back pain. And I went to the chiropractor on, on Wednesday. I've been going to the chiropractor over the past, like, That's good. I don't know, two months. That's I've when you know you're doing okay times. in life, Crow. You don't have a, you you quit a high paying job and you're still maintaining chiropractor. Yeah, I mean, it's. Do you see that going away at some point? Oh, though? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why I got to get a few appointments in now when I actually have the money. So it just, uh, anyway, yeah, it, it just, uh, you know, th- th- what ha- my, my buddy and his wife gave me a call on Wednesday, I think. What, Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. And they were just like, this big weather system is coming in up there. Which, by the way, they live up like in the mountains. They don't live in Portland. You fly into Portland, you got to drive 75 miles to the ocean. And you got to go through a mountain range in order to get there. Oh, that's well, sick. It, it is a, it, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's clean. But it's a, a treacherous, ro- treacherous yeah, road. I've been on the road four times. Right. It's not an easy road. You know, and they were saying that this weather was coming, and sure enough, they got pounded with rain. There were eleven car accidents the night I was flying up there. Someone got burnt alive in their car, it flipped over and blew up. You know, on this one highway, you have to take. Crocious, were you place. thinking about? I know it's COVID and everything, but maybe, with the COVID, and it was like maybe you know, thinking about going up there and trolling for some of that thick beef over there in Portland. <laughs> Literally <laughs> in Oregon, the Beaver State. I was gonna. I tell you, it's crunchy up there. You you never you know the 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 women up there are open. You know it's a uh, you know it's well a, yeah dude they'll fuck they'll stop a movie from being fucking <laughs> performed. But yeah, my 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 friend and his wife and they have two kids. Live in, they have a great place there, and they were just like happened earlier in the week. They were like, oh well, you know you, you got to get a. Uh, Wasn't she the shit back in the day? 
the lady Aunt May. Oh, uh, in the background. Yeah, I think she she had a career. She was in um. I I was in the pictures with Dizzy fucking McKinney. No, Dizzy no, no. McKinney. Well, what was she in? She was never like a beautiful lead, leading lady, but she was she was a known enough. Let's actor. see if we could do the. Deducing? Lois Smith is her name. God, I should I should know, but I, let's I see what we got. Her filmography, here. but yeah, it just um. So my buddy was like, "Oh well, you should rent a car." And I was like, "Oh yeah, no." I, I was like, "Yeah, I'll get it." He's like, "No, no, I'll rent a car for you." It's like, well, I'll rent it. It's cool. I can afford to do that. I'm flying up. It's a cheap flight. I want. I booked classic crow. I got money. But but no, seriously, man. I was, you know, I was. I had booked the flight right after I left my job because I wanted to go somewhere and kind of decompress for a while, like get out of L.A. for a little bit, you know. But the fact is that system came in and dumped a shit ton of rain. And then when you get higher into the higher elevations, uh, they get snow in the higher elevations there this time of the year. So it was like, you know, uh, I didn't want having an experience of flipping my car. Oh, here we go. So she was in East of Eden. That was her film debut. Wow. With James Dean. Later played a number of supporting roles, including Five Easy Pieces, 1970. Yes. Resurrection, 1980. Fatal Attraction, 1987. Yep. She was in Fried Green Tomatoes. She's one of those main old bitches in Fried Green Tomatoes. Yep. You love Fried Green Tomatoes, right? I like fried green tomatoes. I'll it's admit not it. a bad. My grandma got me into it. Fried green tomatoes, sense and sensibility. Uh oh, those Merchant and Ivory movies. I love those. Uh, flicks, Howard's dude. End, Remains of the Day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, they're good actually. They're good. How productions. to make an American quilt? Nineteen ninety-five. Dead Man Walking. Ninety-five. Twister. Oh 96. yeah. Yeah. She she was the mother of of Sean Penn's character who, get, who gets killed. She was in Lady Bird. She's old now. Yeah, she's got to be. Yeah, but really she, looking she's old. A, I mean, yeah, Probably not for defunding the police i would imagine she would like the police well funded <laughs> she's in the grapes of wrath of she's a theater she also does the theater yeah absolutely they all do the theater of course that's when you that's when you know you're a respected well, theater is the type of thing where if you've done enough good movie roles you kind of have it's impressive they're like well we got lois smith yeah she was in twister yeah you, it's enough of a name you can draw can draw a few people and you get a but paycheck it's also serious acting. and you get a paycheck yep. but then you also develop a behind the scenes kind of well she's in she's going back to the fucking bones the roots absolutely so man. then she's you got integrity. so then you go to the casting directors and she can go well i wanted to just have fun for a little bit yeah you know it's, you know stretch out dude, so dude, I, I did I the, theater, the theater and then you maybe can score a big movie role because it's just like well she was just really develop <laughs> redeveloping her tools <laughs> sharpening them yeah you know exactly which hey you know there's probably some truth in that you know I, I think uh, stage acting is probably more complex than film acting. What do we think? got here? Christmas on know, wheels. Remember when Lifetime was all not. about abusing women? <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Now it's just you know? the Hallmark Channel. So anyway, and they'll have some scandalous shit. Oh, no. So keep <laughs> so going. It's yeah. okay. My, my, my friend uh, calls me. So that was early in the week. Oh, you should get a rental car. I was like, yeah. okay. okay. And then they're like, okay, we'll split it. I was like, that's kind of weird. I should just get it. But he kept insisting. So, so then let's split it, you know. Okay, so okay, fine. Fucking then then Wednesday, act. Wednesday, I, I get a, uh, I get a text from him. He's like, "Listen," and then I get a call from him too, and he was like, "You know, Brooke, his wife is just concerned about tomorrow. This big system's coming in. You're going to rent a car, and it's going to dump a bunch of rain." Yeah. And, and I guess the previous like that night, Wednesday night, there had been a bit a lot of rain, and there was a bunch of accidents. There was 18 accidents one night, and I think 11 the next. Ooh. So it was a bunch of accidents. So it's, it's a lot. Like, so it's like, you know, I, I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. You know, I think that's a good decision. Uh, and that's fine. I, I'll just I'll just do the you know, flight sometime other time. 
You know, this is all. where it would be good to have a day job because you get to do the you get to do the thing where your trip's canceled, but you're taking those days, baby. Yeah. Oh, but I, you know, it was I actually liked it. I was able to. I've been doing a lot of. I've been doing a lot of, uh, of soul like, searching. Di- uh, have you been searching your online soul? deliveries? No, not really searching my soul. I, I you know, <laughs> something I have been, you know, some, I like it. I like the headspace I'm in right now. Yeah, I know. I I'm in a good headspace. Crocious, I'm going to Roy Firestone you by the end of this. <laughs> I'm sitting here with Dave Winfield, former New York Yankee. Dave, he would get the most bizarre '80s athlete, but they were names. He would get you know guys coming through LA. They're going to do Roy Firestone on ESPN. Like it was like you were visiting baseball team or football team. You would do you do sit down and get one on one with Roy Firestone. I mean, he, he he got all the. I mean, I remember him doing like Lasorda, Lasorda. He got. He also had like Jim Valvano. He liked East Coast Italians. I think coming on the show, they had a personality for him. You know, hey, you got to get Goombas. <laughs> Roy Firestone. <laughs> Roy Firestone would make you cry. Jim Rome would make you fight. <laughs> remember fucking well, yeah, Rome, Chris Everett? Yeah, exactly with Jim because Jim Everett was a totally good quarterback, and all of a sudden he just fell off the Jim face Everett of the earth. Jim Everett was, was the weird. Mitchell Trubisky of his time. Uh, no, 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 no. He was better. He than was Trubisky. tall, wasn't he? Wasn't he a tall boy for for at the time? Like he's just like, look at this big. Blonde I think he was probably fucker. six four, six five. That was, was tall for a quarterback. And, and he was six one, six two was the average height. Terry Bradshaw was not tall. No, he wasn't. Absolutely not. No, I mean it's. Yeah, yeah, the bigger quarterback. He was definitely one of the. Yeah, he was a bigger quarterback without a doubt. You know, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, but it, there's also kind of a different direction too with the Russell Wilson of things. If you may have a good decision maker who's, who's mobile, that can also hurt people in the current game, which I think is kind of a interesting nuance. God, I love these movies. This is my fucking childhood in a in a movie. I would watch this all all the time. Did it you was, love Home Alone? Oh yeah. I gotta say, the scene where he puts the BB gun and shoots him in the balls. That still might be one of the funniest things ever. The way, like he gives that, like, <laughs> yeah, of course, because he's in mid conversation, <laughs> and as he's talking, he gets shot. Was in the it balls. Joe Pesci or was it Daniel? It's Pesci. Pesci gets yeah. hit in the balls with the BB gun. This is where he burns. Pesci his was fucking... making a career, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is filming this in in Chicago. The, the burbs. I mean, th- yeah. This this I, I drove past this house. They had a plaque out in front of it, but it was a plaque that was consistent with like the planning Dude, department. The, I think the family had to like get a order saying that you can't just stand there and yeah. take pictures now. Yeah. Like, really, it was bothering their life. Absolutely. Well, well, they put a sign up there again, but the sign is consistent with the the lettering of something in, in the city. I think it's in Highland Park. I want to say this North is Shore one Center. of like five houses that's movie famous like this yeah. house elm street house fucking uh what's the other one I amityville just, horror amityville horror yeah, and there. the full house house and then like that's that's those are the big <laughs> yeah, most what, famous that, houses well in the i world. mean i was thinking about that for me in my age group brady bunch house is pretty famous yeah <laughs> that is famous pro like cousin oliver uh, well, that, again, that was the classic seventies. Like we got, I think that same. I think that guy made a career out of doing just that because I think he was also in different strokes at the end of just the awkward blonde kid. Yeah, yeah. Like he's he's cut. It looks like a little I mini John Denver. A cousin Oliver episode <laughs> where he someone can't get ketchup out of the bottle. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you got to hit the bottle," and he hits it, and it gets ketchup all over Marsha's blouse. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was the dilemma, you know. Yeah. Oh, look, he burned his hand. Got the knob hot. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't hear it fucking radiating. 
<laughs> I love when people pick apart those movies like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you wouldn't know. Yeah, it's a, I know. Just, just go with it. Yeah. It's a, I know. <laughs> it's pro wrestling, but for a movie. <laughs> That's like Raiders of a Lost Ark. You know, God, I can't. Macaulay Culkin was a fucking star. You know what movie that he was in that I fully, I've never seen fully is Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck of people of my generation, like, like that, that was a pretty like that's good one comedy. Of his down movies though, that's uh, one of the lesser liked. Uh, fucking who's the pretty and pink guy? Uh, John Hughes. He made that's like his last. Oh, oh no, Uncle Buck amongst people, again people my age. You like college, that? that, that I, I didn't like Uncle Buck a lot, but when I've seen it, I'm like, this is okay. It's passable. It's got enough of that kind of early '80s comedy in it. You know, he's sort of yeah. Uncle Buck is sort of a fuck up. He lives next to Ridley Field. He's got a gambling problem, and he's got he smokes that, cigars. And it's one of those things where you, but he's got a heart of gold. And one of the redeeming, <laughs> the way you know he's got a heart of gold is that a semi-attractive lady is a tr- is with him. In it. Well, well, it's what's her face from a Field of Dreams. Uh, was it Amy Madigan? Was yes. her name? Yes. I mean, yeah. She's like a known actress. She kind of sounds like she smokes cigars. <laughs> but the, <laughs> she kind of has a, a Marge Simpson kind of voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's raspy and throaty. Absolutely. Well, yeah. You know, ouch. You're gonna hurt. If you're gonna eat the candy. You gotta fucking <laughs> have a little bit of a rasp to you. That was right before he died. Who before who died? Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Candy died. Actually, that was about five years like he before died Candy rather died. unceremoniously. Oh yeah, yeah. He died in ninety four or ninety three. Ninety three. And I think he was so fat and unhealthy, oh. people were like, "This is coming." Oh yeah, he was. I mean, I guess his his not the E Hollywood true story, but the Reels Network when they have like the celebrity autopsy, the John Candy celebrity autopsy is good because they just they have an actor playing John Candy. They kind of he's a sad clown and just. He just had an incredibly addictive personality. He had like he, his food was his thing. He just had to eat all the time. You know? <laughs> There's a what I don't know if it's summer rental. Him him and Aykroyd where they rent the summer house. <laughs> they, yes, I think yeah, yeah. Well, look at he's got hot dogs, lips and assholes. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd plays the snooty rich uncle. Yes. And fucking Candy's fucking the John down-to-earth Candy. guy. Yeah, exactly. Well, at the end of the movie there's a scene where they're all dancing and John Candy. This made me feel so bad. John Candy's so fat they got him from the chest up, and he's just going, "Wow!" Because he literally just can't move. He's just moving, and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, yeah he was. He <laughs> I th- when I think of John Belushi, like what John Belushi would have been you know, <laughs> had he not died. Because I mean, because he, it's like Farley. I mean, Farley was. You know, I think of Farley and Candy being kind of cut from a comparable cloth. Similar cloth, you know? Look, step it. This might not hurt as bad. Ow. That would be bad. Yeah, that would be terrible. There'd be little shards of glass all up on your feet, man. Ow. Yeah, I remember this being a big movie when I was in college. I was like, I'm not going to fucking. I think I might have seen. I I definitely saw part two in the theaters. Oh, yeah. This came out in 90, I think, didn't it? Dude, you know that little. In part two, he's got the talk boy, (laughs) the little tape recorder. Yeah. So in second grade, I listened to. The Offspring cassette that had fucking, uh, you gotta keep them separated. God, God, it that's such that. a mid nineties song. It had that. You I better listened, keep them separated. I listened to that tape for the first time on a Home Alone talk boy <laughs> on the playground in second grade. That and Green Day Dookie, we fucking I am ran through. So much older than you, Keith. I, I was living out here in my mid late late. I was twenty seven. <laughs> Twenty seven, and I'm like going to a pool hall, and that song playing. I'm like, I kind of liked it, but I was like, no, this song blows. It's not good. You better keep them separated. Hey, 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 hey living 
then I murdered. It's so bad. When I went ding and your mom's gay and fat. <laughs> Dude, MTV right. is living off Rob Deerdick. So I'm, uh, yeah, so that, that, that that's that's Oregon. Okay, just to let you know, we'll, we'll wrap yeah. it up with that. So I Well, my Texas trip, we were going to go to yeah, Texas yeah. for Thanksgiving, and now they might be, because right now L.A. County is requesting that if you go anywhere, that when you come back, you quarantine for two weeks. Well, Daddy can't do that. Jesus, Christ. I got a shoot job. Yeah. So it's up in the. If they do a mandatory quarantine, we can't go to Tejas. But oh, I'm excited man. to, you know, I want to see what traveling during a apocalyptic situation is like. Kind of feels like. I'm just yeah. curious about it. I, I think it'll just be a more mellow flight. Actually, there won't be as many people. Look yeah. at how excited he gets. I got my fourth COVID test this week, and it was negative. That's we're also doing that soon. We're getting a COVID test. Yeah, absolutely. It's a. Uh, Are you? Do you just? That, does it not even tickle you anymore? Are no, you like well, desensitized? Now you, do, you, you do it in your throat. It doesn't even go in the sinuses. I mean, oh, they you, got a throat you one. Cough and you, and you, you, yeah, you put the swab down your throat and just and you do it that way. It's I almost quicker. like the nose better than the throat. Yeah, so I uh, and you do it yourself. I, I drove to Dodger Stadium, got a free one. It took an hour to go through. I mean, the traffic was that it's bad. But all there the were. Hill thousands of cars thousands and thousands of cars get, getting drive-through tests and then i got next day they gave me the results i, I was negative for the fourth time so i'm happy about that because i've changed my life up having left my job you know and i'm doing this fucking delivery thing so i'm actually out in the public a little more but we'll see i mean i'm wearing a mask and i wash my hands and i you know i you know that, that's the thing. i didn't drink last night i mean I, oh that's I, fun I, that's, that's a it's actually a good thing for me I mean, I'll drink tonight. Oh, <laughs> look at that. You know what's weird? I can't this possibly tape, go to Dude, this commercial actually got me. He was standing in the rain and something, the shadow of something comes mm-hmm. down and I mm-hmm. actually went, oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, uh, Something's going to fall on him. Absolutely. I thought the same thing too, man. It worked for me also. That, that was good. thing got Good me. directing. <laughs> no, no. But I, uh, yeah. So uh, you were going to go to Texas. So you're not going to go to Texas. I mean, yeah. It's, well, it's up in the air. Ooh, live from the mat. Let's watch some fucking. This is the one sport oh, my back's that you. Gonna hurt. It's the one sport that you can't. It's so boring they won't even pop you for fucking <laughs> copyright. Is golf? <laughs> you can stream golf. I've watched golf a little bit. I have watched it, dude. That was always a soothing weekend thing for me when the big tournaments came up. All my uncles would come to my grandparents' house. I get to sit around and they talk about adult shit. Yeah, I was a weird little kid. I liked listening to adult shit. Yeah. Like and when the people would make fun of stuff and just bitch about like their their blood. life, yeah, I was kind of like, this is the like world. the real yeah. shit. Like, fuck what my friends are all about. Do you remember? I'm curious from your perspective because of your age and how you know, a Clinton's the sex scandal with Monica Lewinsky. Do you remember that pretty well? Oh, because that came at a time where my apartment burned down. We were living in a fucking Holiday Inn. Across the street from our apartment complex. I remember watching the TV. For how long? When Like a week or two. Yeah. And then we got another small apartment and we hated it because my stepdad had a bigger apartment than everybody. Yeah. And then then we moved back to Sauk Village. Yeah. But I remember sitting in that fucking hotel room. It was four in the morning and it was we were all sharing a hotel room. So when my stepdad got up for work, we all had to like get up yeah and i remember be getting up for school and the news being on and it was either right when he, they said they were going to impeach him and i kind of remember both my parents being like this is so stupid yeah like who cares yeah like everybody even i remember people saying like 
he should be impeached, but he shouldn't be just because this is so stupid. Inter- well, that's like, good that they had, they had by, the awareness to, like to know by that. the letter of the law. Yes, he lied under oath. Like he, yeah. if you take the scorecard, he should be kicked yeah. out of office. Yeah. But this is taking so long, and it's so yeah. stupid. Like yeah. you're you're essentially saying he should be fired from his job for cheating on his wife and lying about it. Yeah. Yep. Which in any other circle, in any other job, that would be fine. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 well, that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah, it's well, and, and that's why people about about Trump when they say liberals like he's a pig, he's a sexist pig, he's raped women. Well, they think that about Clinton. That, that, that's what they think oh, about Clinton. Oh yeah, you know, even though I think that's a false equivalence. I remember at I the think time Trump has been probably a, even a bigger pig. Than I him. well, yeah, but I remember when everybody was like, "You really going to elect a president?" And I was just like, "Guys." The best president we've ever had was a total pussy hound. Oh yeah, Clinton. You can't. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely was too. For me, he was. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the best president of my life. Even though I I liked Obama, Obama got cut off at the knees. They by say the, good things about this Teddy Roosevelt. You know? <laughs> I hear he. But was I remember good. every president since Jimmy Carter. Carter, Reagan, first Bush. Well, there's like that's like six. There's been like six no, presidents. No, there's been eight. There's been. I mean, it's Carter. Reagan, Bush number one, Clinton, Bush number two, Obama. Bush two was the only one that didn't have two terms, right? Bush no, Bush number one, Bush one. Yeah, Uh, Bush two had two. Yeah, had two terms. Him winning in '04 was a real low point for me. Well, it was the real low point. It was the most well because was it were was it low because it was the most boring election in the history of the world. No, but but yeah, we the Democrats ran a terrible campaign. I was like, this guy's fucking up this war so bad, and he still gets reelected on the security issue. It's like that Iraq war was such a failure. You know, well, that was back when. That's they... one thing I'll say about Trump: that there, there, there wasn't some major conflict. You know, that, you know, right. I mean, that there was not. You well, know? I mean, we got our but... own internal. <laughs> a civil war could be a major conflict. Yeah, it... would you call this a cold civil war? That'll be the term. I just I coined know. a term, by, by the way. I don't know. I mean, I guess because because the Cold War, there were still battles that were going on. I I don't quite know how this is. Uh, I, I mean, I think there are just more and more as time goes on, and and the narrative is that Biden has won. It's going to eventually win out. As time you know? go, as time goes on, ironically, the name of a Hallmark movie. <laughs> she was all alone. It was Christmas Eve. What was she going to do? Oh, I don't know. An event planner came over, but they weren't getting along very well. Oh, this Ooh, they is, had a little tension between each this other. This is Katherine Heigl. This movie was the oh, first she, movie she did after she left Grey's Anatomy. What, what, what's, isn't the knock on her that she's supposed to be this awful person to work with? Oh, no, it's not just a knock. It's, it's the truth. Because it, I guess she, she's kind of been groomed to be sort of at one time. Well, able- this is, I was reading about it. So she left Grey's Anatomy because she felt like I should be the star of this show. You know, yeah. I got this big burgeoning career. And then she left to be like a leading lady. Yeah. And all she did was romantic comedies. Yeah. She got labeled the rom-com queen. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that like that like halted her career aggressively because yep. it's the same thing. She would get paired with a guy who he's the opposite of you. You hate each other at first, yeah. but you end up in love. And like, that's all the, and it started with 27 dresses. My favorite movie with her is the one with Gerard Butler, where he plays the fucking <laughs> asshole radio show host. And he, and she's like, well, Gerard Butler's a good actor. I love Gerard. Yeah, Butler. He's great dude. in 300. He's great in 300. 300 is a good movie. Perennial bridesmaid Jane God. always puts the needs of others before her own. You know, kind of the opposite of fucking how Catherine she really Idol. is. 
Well, that's why she played it so well. Making, she played an opposite character. You know? Making her actors, I think. making her the go-to gal whenever someone needs help with wedding plans. So when Jane's young, younger sister, I love the Tess, suspense. Oh, that's all they got. Tess snags the man of her dreams. Yeah, look at this cast. Yeah, <laughs> James Cyclops is the man of her dreams. Is that God. fucking is that, is that Marty Ed McFly? Burns? Is that Ed Burns? Who knows? Didn't Ed Burns? Wasn't he like the Kevin Smith, like the serious Kevin Smith? Well, 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 he was in a Private Ryan. He made you know? one the fucking McGillicuddy's. She, she's tab all that. <laughs> yeah, McGillicuddy's open tab. I think that was the name. <laughs> it was like some Irish. No, Ma- the brothers, brothers McMullen. <laughs> exactly. But it was like some Irish thing. It was like you know, oh, oh, Sean and McGee's and didn't pay his bill. You know, it was like basically about like an Irish, an Irish By the family. Way, What's I his love, The guy. I the, love the comic in you, and you even do. Do this on stage. What? When you talk louder, yeah, you go into the microphone. Yeah, exactly. It's the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but it's good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to pull back when you scream. No, no, but but it makes the point, man. It hammers at home. You yeah. Know? Well, you're hammering the listeners' ears Come when on. you do it. I know. Jeez, God. <laughs> no, and not even. Ju- it's like the recording. It fucks with the odd. Like it'll. Okay. It'll. Ah. Okay. Okay. I was fucking dude all week. I was messing with this board. I was like annoying her because she was sitting here and I would just be like, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. <laughs> like I was getting all the levels and she was just like, you're talking so loud. And I was like, I know I got to. I got to see what shorts it out. I got to see what fu- I will What's say the range. It's less know? sensitive, though, because this has compressors. And even without all the bells and whistles that I have yeah. on, you can kind of talk pretty loud. Yep. And yep. it won't do much but the yeah so what's supposed to be horrible about her but what specifically has she done that makes her difficult to work with i don't know i've never heard specific it just seems like from the vibes i get (laughs) i'm gonna no, but i've heard there are specific stories but i guess she's just isn't her mom like a kind of a show business mom i I think too and i think there's a sort of let's see yeah let's oh oh, this dude this this guy was working his way up that's cyclops exactly yeah, yeah, he was in a bunch of stuff, man. He was in the Anchorman, you know, the sequel to Anchorman, you know? Well, yeah, and he was Cyclops in the X-Men. Of course, you know? Like, I know you're not a nerd, but that's probably the biggest movies he's ever done. I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this. You know, I have HBO for the, until uh, the early early December, free trial. Would you watch? I, I watched the first half of Joker. It's a fucking awesome I, movie. I got to be honest with you. The first half of Joker, I was, like, awesome. I was like, this is pretty good, actually. Like, it's a good movie. Like it's a pretty good. Div- it's Rupert Pumpkin and Taxi Driver. Yeah, absolutely. In one movie. Well, what's Rupert? Pum- I, I don't even know. Okay, so I gotta spoil the movie for you. It's fine. I don't give a shit. Uh, have you ever seen The King of Comedy with De Niro? Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I've seen it. Yeah, absolutely. A bunch. So of times. they kind of reverse it. So yeah, exactly. By the end yep. of the movie, Joaquin Phoenix goes on Murray's show, and he fucking blows his head off on live television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, great. Wow, dude. Yeah. Do you want to watch the second half of Joker in the well, second half? I mean, no, because I you got know why I won't talk. I'll, I'll be so fixated with the movie that I won't be able to talk. Girl, I'll get you talking. Because baby. it's good, man. It, I, when I saw it, I was like, this is actually pretty well edited. Todd Phillips did it. I was like, it, it definitely had that good, like, gritty New York vibe of what New, what New York was in the early. New York was that way in the 80s, too. It, it, but it, it had improved. It had improved enough where the 70s was the true bottoming out period for New York City. I'm going to look up you know? Catherine Heigl, fucking you know? bitch. Yeah, like beef, like what, what her beefs are, you know? There we go. <laughs> so it's okay, buddy. But yeah, it just, um, <laughs> I was, we were just laughing about, uh, 
Shit was a good point. You made a good point. What when I fucking referenced Ed Burns's movies? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was McGillicuddy unmade McGillicuddy's tab or something. And Brothers McMullen, I think she's all that. Wasn't that also a movie that they, that they did? And then he was in a Private Ryan. He survived. He was like a wise ass from Brooklyn. You know, he was a Irish wise ass. You know, it was an East Coast thing going on. You know, <laughs> Goldberg was like the cynical Jewish guy. You know. Um, I tell you what was a good a war movie that I fuck that got panned by the critics. I watched Midway. I was like, this is actually pretty good. I thought Midway was a pretty good war oh, movie. Oh, yeah, I dude, mean, they made so many phony like copies leading up to that. It, it's just uh, I didn't get why it didn't. I mean, I thought it was a decent war movie. I mean, you know, it's it's got certain tropes. From to what it, I'm reading cliches, quickly, you know? it seems like she is always complaining about her stature in movies like yeah, she yeah. she didn't like that she made they made her such an uptight bitch i was playing such a bitch yeah and then like she hated that she was only doing rom-coms and she probably wanted yep. to be a bigger it just seems like she's always like yep. why didn't why can't i do that why why am i not doing this why are you making me such a bitch why can't like she just wants to well then make a movie yeah yeah no I, it, it's funny you mentioned that because i was thinking about a buddy of mine who i think i mentioned this to you before maybe on the show who knows Maya Rudolph? I will not mention his name. And I guess she complains a lot about her career, that her career should be much bigger and better than what it is. Well, and you had you, nine you kids. In, you were also in Bridesmaids for crying out and loud. And you were on you know, and, and, and Saturday Idiocracy. Night Fucking Live. I mean, yeah, you've you've had a career, you know, and like had done a ton of a lot of voices and animation. You, you know what I was thinking the other day? Do you remember Mario Cantone? The stand-up comedian Mario Cantone. Yeah, yeah, yes. He, like, was a writer on Sex and the City, big in the late 90s, like 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. Nowhere now. Yeah. And I was just thinking, what is he doing? Like, I wonder if he's, like, home. But I was like, he probably made a lot of money in the 90s. Yeah. Saved it. Yeah. And he invested a little bit. And he probably made bank being a producer on Sex and the City because he was the funniest person writing the show. So he ended up being a producer. Yeah. So he probably contributed a lot. Absolutely. So and I'm just like, yeah, he's probably fine. He probably is just like, I'm never doing stand up again. Yeah. I have I have about a one point two million dollars in the bank in my savings account. I'm sure he's got more than that. I'm sure. Yeah. If he was a producer on that show, which was a hit that lasted years, had a couple movies, I'm sure he made a lot of money. He was, he, and he st- worked yeah. his way up. I think he started as like a consultant. Yeah. Like we need a funny gay guy yeah. to fucking yep. make these women not cardboard cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just Sex in the City. I, I just was. I've tried to watch that, and and I remember, I remember that was actually with my last girlfriend. She used to kind of bitch about the show. I was like, I was like, how do you watch this? This is such crap. I would just assail the show, which well, is like, that's an I, asshole thing. To what do. I will defend, because you, know? you, when you came in to record this show, we were watching fucking Gossip Girl. Yeah. And these shows do have a grasp on them where you start and you're like, this is ridiculous. But yeah. then you get caught up in the ridiculousness where yeah. you see one thing happen and you're like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> but then naively you think like, well, that's just this one episode. And then you look over and you're like, wait, now what's happening? <laughs> and then you just, you're yeah, in. You're hooked. You're hooked, you're hooked at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. It's good. Gotcha. They got the hooks in you. 
you know they even do it like with gossip girl there's this character named blair waldorf i named my google home blair waldorf because uh, what's her so thing what's her she comes from this big rich they all come from these big rich yeah, families of course. blair waldorf the is the, are is, so interesting blair waldorf is the queen bee of their school she like has this crew of fucking trophy women that just sit at her feet she bosses people around Ugh. And when the show starts, you hate her guts. Yeah. She like manipulates situations. She turns her back on her friends. And but she starts training this little uh, the main character's little sister. And you to feel, become that too. And you feel bad because you're like, oh, she's sinking her teeth into Jenny. But then Jenny becomes a super cunt. And, and like takes her down, and dethrones Blair, <laughs> and just loses control. But that they use that to turn Blair babyface. Because when Jenny becomes a bitch, you're just like, you Blair needs to fucking take this bitch <laughs> down a peg or two. So then when Blair becomes uh. a bitch again, you're just like, yes, fucking Blair is back. <laughs> and then you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I know you're actually invested in this. They got yeah, me. yeah, exactly. Actually, <laughs> care about their emotional bullshit lives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and the show is the antithesis of me. The show is about stuck up rich people. Someone in the line and this rich fucking family, Blake Lively's mom in the show. Yeah. Her son comes out as gay and she freaks out yeah. and she literally says this line. She goes, you know, our life is just so hard to begin with and to <laughs> add this. And I wanted to punch the fucking yeah. TV where I was like, oh, really? Your life is hard. You just married a billionaire. Your life is hard. Dude, I'm telling you, my best friend from college, my best friend from college, I've told you about him before. His father, I think I told you, he owned Bumblebee Tuna. Yeah, you've mentioned. Yeah, that. and he also like he, he helped make like that's a fucking like chock full of nuts become a public company. That's such a, a lot of money. My sister knew someone whose family created the technology that you do you know the magnet in your credit card. Her yeah. family invented that. Oh Jesus! So yeah, technically, yeah, every scored. time someone swipes a credit card, they get paid. Well, at this point, I'm sure Mastercard said, "Here, we'll give you 1.2 billion dollars." And they're like, "Okay, sure." You know, okay, we've cashed out, and and, that, and now it's just what it is. You know, so. Yeah. Because I know, I think he was worth. His father was a was one of the one hundred Eagles, which is the top one hundred financial contributors. <laughs> no, that was one of the rotating members of the band. The exactly. Eagles. <laughs> Don Henley <laughs> and him had a long relationship. They played in you know college towns in Texas. You know, no, no. But but they uh, one of the one hundred Eagles, which is the one hundred top contributors to the Republican Party. So because of that, he was trying to angle to become an ambassador to, uh, to Ireland. That was his goal. He was worth about $28 million when he died in the early Jesus 90s. Jesus Christ. Probably like, that's probably like you know, 80, 80 to $100 million now maybe. It's a lot of Rupert Pumpkins. So, so he had quiet walks with Newt Gingrich on, on, the, on, on the fucking on the mall <laughs> in, in D.C. An absolute asshole. It was quiet it, aside from him munching on fucking chips he would always bring a bag of <laughs> chips with him he would pour nacho cheese in it and shake it but they would, and then he would say this is what the ends are eating <laughs> no it wasn't that obvious uh it, it, but it was more it was more just them uh you know talking about policies they were going to change look at this we get to how they were trying to influence and take on the democratic party because they hated liberals this guy Hated. Liberals. Oh, Newt Gingrich. Oh, oh, oh no, and, and my my oh, buddy's father. Oh, no, didn't but, your buddy's father start the role of 
he killed something in Madison that started the role of Wisconsin becoming a fucking. Well, he was definitely part of the whole like w- Republican takeover. State. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when it, you know Wisconsin used to be a, a deeply progressive state, the social security system that is now our national system and was created in the 30s was was based on a Wisconsin program. They they, they rode herd on, on environmental protections, you know, making sure water was clean, all that sort of stuff. Uh, they had a bunch of uh, 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 strong labor laws for you know for unions, very big unions state you know for years uh but in the 80s tommy thompson won won the governorship in 1986 running on the platform of basically saying blacks are moving up here from chicago to take advantage of our good benefits and then he cut benefits and and he had a great right-wing play great all the media tropes that the right wing does were like tested in wisconsin you know so it was this kind of fertile battleground for those ideas so conservative ideas have really come up Paul Ryan is from Wisconsin. Rents Priebus is from Wisconsin. You know, there's a real what like, a that is such yeah. a conservative name. Oh, oh Rents Priebus. Uh, but also that, that, that sounds like what Republicans call their pubes. It, 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 it's like asshole. Did white. you Rents your pubis? Yeah. <laughs> so he, um, um, but the point is, is uh, Tommy Thompson came. So Tommy Thompson. Uh, he he had the the first welfare to work program in the country where you had to be looking for a job or getting a job in order to get a check from the government. And if you didn't work, you know, if you didn't get a job for twelve weeks, they cut your benefits. So that was like deemed this great right wing program that eventually became the basis of welfare reform in the nineties. You know, yeah. so so th- that that's what my my friend's uh, father was funding. He was working on that. You know, it's just oh, and like, probably Jesus. proud. Oh. oh. Oh, he was he was breaking the cycle of, of poverty of dependence. That that that's their bullshit Trying narrative. Trying to match it up here. We we go to politics when we talk know. about politics. <laughs> trying to get better at that. I'm trying to get better at to match up well, I think you're, what we're okay. talking yeah, about. Works, man. We don't talk about with it, that. No, no, we can talk about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I got. I had to find something that's not on the weekend on the political channels. They just showed jail shows. Yeah, God. like it's undercover it's boss so all disturbing. night on CNBC. <laughs> you got Josh Johnson on here. But again, the narrative is African American comedian Josh Johnson. You know, I, I watched. I was watching OAN again this week. I pop in there. Trump's going to buy that when he does. When he is no longer the president, OAN is if he can get the money. It is unbelievable. I mean, they. It's are, like Russia shit. Uh, it is. I here's what I saw. I watched a five minute clip this week. And it was about Cardi B being canceled because she had the Hindu. Maybe it's an old story, too, because her album cover had like the uh, basically uh, imitating or or cultural appropriation of the god Vishnu, I think, or something. Yeah. And and just saying, isn't it just great when the left just eats each other alive? It's so entertaining to watch that. I mean, she supports socialism and they're going after her. They're going. It was and these two women, they do that classic right-wing thing where they have the young women that they think are hot, but because they have horrible makeup and they have bad lighting because no gay person in their right mind would work at that network, so they don't look good. These They, they make women in their mid-20s not look good. You, that is hard to do. That is hard to do. But they, And these, I don't know where they get them from. They're awful, too. They just, oh. It, yeah. It's a, I mean, again, they had a segment just on they're folding like robots. The they call them fembots. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, and I am just saying the words right now, but I've been like, told to say smart. about they're abortion. Like, they're like tertiary characters yeah. in like the evil Bond villains. Yeah. Fucking. 
<laughs> They're like the henchwomen or henchmen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Rupert Murdoch <laughs> bought a fucking farm. A, you know? Yeah, and he just put and he just decorated it with uh, these blonde fucking. Well, I'm sure there's a whole. Uh, there's a. I'm sure there's a stepping stone. It's a visual medium, dear. You know. You know. And and the. You know, right wing conservative media, a lot of it. Well, what's her face? The spokesperson is she's doubled down on this, you know, saying Trump's going to do it. But I, I, I think people within his, even the White House, realize his days are numbered. I mean, the fact that he came out once in the past week and a half is a lot of information. It's just interesting. I think how he, how is he, what is his going to, what's going to be his Waterloo? What's going to be his last stand? How is that going to unfold? You know, what um, does that reference mean? Uh, well, again, it, it just the yeah, what is Waterloo? Well, Waterloo is basically like, it, it, as I understand, I could be wrong on this, but it was like a Napoleonic battle where he actually lost and I think he went into Russia, sort of like what Hitler and did. did he, he not to, admit to it? Uh, but but I, I think it, well, it, it's when his empire crumbled or whatever. I mean, I, I think I, I, I'm probably totally butchering it. But um, well, we but get, it we, is his last stand. It, well, it is his last stand. So yeah, he's, so how does that manifest itself? How does it end? What's the end game? He's going to try and take over the federal government, and it's going to be the funniest fail. It's going to be the best thing to watch. Yeah. It's going to fuck with democracy. It's going to kind of undermine this. It's going to crack the system a little bit. and it's A gonna, little bit. And yeah. we're going to need another Barack to come in and be like, oh, no, to reinforce everybody's values or whatever. Yeah. But he's going to try and overthrow the Biden administration. Well, there, there's, I mean, it's, I wonder how they're planning on doing that. He, I mean, I don't think he understands that he needs like a private, I, the, he needs every militia in the country behind him. He needs a private army. Yeah. No, to, I, to, the, to defeat the U.S. Army. Well, and that's why I wonder, I've always thought this too, is like, how well organized are they? I, I, I kind of feel like during, they, they haven't put, been, they basically put a Craigslist ad out for fucking <laughs> defense help, for legal help. You know, and no one will help him because everyone looks it over and they're just like, yeah, nothing illegal happened. Well, exactly. I mean, he's he's done. And so. So, yeah, how he's going to try and do it again. I've said this before. I kind of think he's going to end up with federal marshals taking him out by via. Handcuffs. Yeah, that's what I think, too. You know, they're going to have to just show up and say, sir, uh, by the rules of our country, the laws of our country and the Constitution. You know, you you no longer live in the White House, and maybe it'll be something they do by cover of night to protect his ego. Dude, they're going to Baltimore cult him. You know, (laughs) they're going to take him away like the cult and relocate him to Indianapolis, and that can feed into the narrative of oh, it's the deep state trying to take him down. Well, the fact is, there are laws for a reason, you know, and and people have to live by these laws, and and he's just what he's done. The the negligence, the negligence during this whole uh, pandemic is 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 criminal. It's criminal, in my opinion. But you know, yeah. It's, well, it's what happens. <laughs> I mean, on that note. On that note, I mean, it's fifty. We're about an hour in. You want to take a little break, smoke I'm, up? I'm feeling okay. I mean, you feeling okay? An hour, an hour in. We're fifty-four minutes in. We can keep going. Well, good piece of news. Uh, I've got a meeting with a producer on Tuesday. There you so, go. So, Congratulations. Uh, yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting. First time going through the process with this script. It'll be interesting to see if yeah, it's, with like a real guy. Yeah, like yeah. a real dude. Yeah, absolutely. Or is it a girl? No, no, it, it, it's a guy. Oliver Hatchet is his name, but it's uh, you know, we'll see. I, I looked it up. It's you know, he's got some experience doing some reality TV stuff. You know, I, I think he is Christian based, which is a little bit. I, I I don't know how to believe. I don't know what to believe on that. I don't know what to think about that. I don't know. I'm just going to go through the process. It is a learning experience. To put this out here and see what happens. So, well, that's uh, one t- one time my because my dad knows this comedian named Jeff Mishler. Uh huh. His name's Jeff Allen on the fucking circuit. 
Yeah. And I I remember he was on Stand Up Spotlight back in the day. Do you remember Stand Up <laughs> yeah. Spotlight? Yeah. Who hosted that? Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sure God. you I'm sure you wanted to be on it. God, maybe. In the mid nineties. Mid- what was the show? What was the show? She was, was the first famous person I ever met was Rosie O'Donnell. I told you the story. But when that. you start when you were like two, three years in, what was the stand up show everybody was trying to get on? <sighs> Do you remember like the the TV goal you yeah, had? To be honest, or was Friday not a late th- night when it was a thing? Late kind of? Friday, yeah, yeah. That, that, I remember my buddy uh, Dave Belutansky moved to New York from Chicago to do late Friday and got on got on within a couple months of being there because he he had a very. I mean, Dave was a very good writer. He was a very and he was funny. He was the guy who was part of the cult that I that I joined. He was the guy who kind of convinced. Me. I was good friends with him. You know, he um, thrived in the cult. No, he he didn't. Uh, he knew it was bullshit at the end of the day, too, but he still gives it a little bit of credit. So it just, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think. Well, what, what were we saying? Oh, yeah, about about. Uh, so this, I'm. It's t- it's Tuesday or Thursday. We got correspondence from this guy on I think yesterday, Friday. I think he emailed us and said, "Yeah, I heard the title of your pilot. You know, I was introduced by this actor who worked, you know, did our table read." Right. He's like, "Yeah, sure. Let's set up a Zoom time and just talk." So you know. That's kind of a neat little development. And I also think that's great that it's actually probably beneficial that it happened during this time because now because of Zoom and stuff, it's so easy. Exactly. Before they would have had to set up a meeting and he would have had to approve space with other people. And a lot of times that's probably what shoots that down is just the logistics of, hey, I got this guy who's got a good idea. And they're just like, well, we can't really see anybody right now. Yeah. And then they just forget about you. Yeah. But and now it's just like, they well, see no, a month. just yeah. pop on your computer and we'll talk about it. And yeah, I'll, I'll reject you not in person. <laughs> no, exactly. So it just, uh, <laughs> but but the point is, is that it, it'll just be a, a good experience just to go through the experience of it. Yeah. You know? So I mean, for sure. But, so I, I think that you know we'll see that. I want to see how that goes. See no, that's even. Is, this know? is even the one, the most painful step of it. I think is getting the initial. Is the initial like, yeah, this is terrible or hey, this guy is something. Yeah. This is the first, this is the fir- maybe the, this is the first and maybe the final moment of your pilot where if this guy looks at it and is just like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like then yeah. you might have to retool it majorly. Like, yeah. 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 Or, or, you know, we'll see what, we'll see how the, how the experience yeah. goes. We'll you just know, see you're not talking about Christ a lot in this. And, <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about the religious side. It's like, well, no, that's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. Do any, but does any of these people repent to God in this <laughs> at any point? No, that's just never going to happen. Yeah. Yes. It's Reverend Martin Luther King, but uh, he's, he's not really talking about and these black lot. women. They're not, they're not in a choir. <laughs> they don't sing in like the office choir. You no, know, no, it, it's uh so we'll see. I'll be curious to see how it goes. I mean, I we got the cover done for the cover of our of the pilot. We have our little thirty second blurb we put in there too, and then we have a a forty four page script. For yeah. our, so I think it's you know I, I you know I am I'm gonna plug this phone back in. And keep I, talking. I am, I'm excited about it. You know, I'm in a good headspace for that reason. You know, leaving my job. You know, it's uh. Well, that's why you didn't have to search your soul because you, you know, got this fucking you got this well, pilot. All, I'm, I'm doing a little extra that delivery work on the side to keep a little money coming in. But again, as I've told you before, Keith, I have a time frame for this. Right. I have to have a certain. Uh, I have to be shown like, okay, this has a real possibility because it's just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna flounder around here for five years. I'm that's gonna just get not gonna you happen. wherever I move. You're coming because I need a co-host. <laughs> but I mean, so so we'll see. I mean, I, I'm again, I am. 
optimistic because I think what we wrote is actually good at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, uh, I think we put our back into it. I think we've got enough. You know, can it be improved? <laughs> it can always be improved, you know? That's such a class. You know, I think we got enough. You know, I'm, well, it's like, well, I mean, what do you want to say? It's the most amazing yeah. television pilot no, in the good. history no, of I'm, English language. I just language. think that's funny. You I know? think that's a very realistic way to go about it. Yeah. I just think how most people out here are just like, you know, I'm the next fucking star. And you're just like, you know, <laughs> I think I can just get over the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like, you, you know, I think there's so much hype and bullshit with some of the yeah. people out here. You have to actually have some substance. I too, think it's a healthy know? mind frame to just be like, yeah, you know, I think I got enough in me to develop shows that get canceled after six episodes. <laughs> if I can just you can know, make a couple hundred thousand bucks, do that three or four times, you got a little career Ooh, going. Dude, you know? you can, if you're frugal with your money, if you make a million dollars, you can probably... <laughs> Not live on it, but invest that to where you'd be like, oh, no, I made this million and then I ended up okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, fuck, I direct TV commercials now, <laughs> which you probably make good money oh, doing. Oh, of course. I'm sure those people do. But, yeah, so I'm going to see, you know, how it gets interpreted, you know, how it, uh, how, how people perceive it, you know. And so I, you know, life is mostly trial and error. And, and in my experience, Keith, it's mostly error. <laughs> That's a much of my experience has been with life. Errors with women. Errors with my career, <laughs> errors with stand-up and performance, but you know I, I've been, I've enjoyed the process so far. You know my writing partner I've gotten along with pretty well. You know I mean I he's been committed, so uh, you know we're doing that this week. We'll have our first meeting ever on this, so we'll see how it goes. Just letting you know, buddy. Yeah. So I, so on that note, maybe we can end now the first half. Yeah, we can you know? fucking take a break. Exactly. You just curled blue his load. Exactly. <laughs> He blew his load. They're going to save the dog here. All right. We're going to take a break here. Uh, we will be back. At Blue Cross Blue Shield, we've been protecting millions of people for over 75 years. It's what gives us the experience and understanding to help you find a plan that fits where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. Get spring break styles for the entire family. Tees and tanks for just $5 and thousands of other amazing styles all on sale. Run to Old Navy. There are moments that define who we are, what we stand for, and where we're going. Made with pride, crafted with passion. Jeep Cherokee, find love again, right on the Gulf Coast. Beau Rivage, a feeling like no other. To succeed in our ever-changing, busy world, you've got to create your own brilliant website. Wix makes it simple. Create your website today. It's easy and it's free. Every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Imagine waking up to the enticing aroma of bacon, sausage, fluffy eggs, and a whiff of delectable hash browns. Stop imagining. Get to McDonald's with the deluxe breakfast platter because nobody has ever woken up to the fresh smell of cereal. There is no passion. There is no vision. There is no aggression. There is no fucking mindset in this football club. See, throughout my career, I've wrestled a lot of countries, but without a shadow of doubt, the United States of America is the greatest country of them all. Wyndham impaled him. This, this was, I mean, this was drama, man. Oh yeah, it went through the car and they get swept up into the F5. They're not gonna, I mean, <clears throat> your car would not go through. They went through like five different. You question, you question this logic, bro. One three point eight FM Talk Radio. All right. 
bringing it back. Oh, I don't have my near beer. Talk. I'm going to get my beer. Absolutely. Welcome the people back. People, thank you for coming. Staying on for the second half here of the podcast with Keith Pazel and myself, Adam Crocious. We are now watching Twister, a culminating scene in Twister where they're going to jump out of the... Here's the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid moment because they want this truck to go into the uh, Category (laughs) 5 It's the F5. The F5. I keep botching up the name. The, it's F8. They added a letter to the scale. F-E. It's E5. Oh, oh like E5. EF, yeah. Because yeah, some random fucker added some technology to it, so they gave him his name. So, And the truck's going to get sucked up into the tornado, and then they're going to collect all the data from the uh, soda can. Yeah, Dorothy. Here we go. Look Dorothy's flying. Look how excited they get. It's very Spielbergian. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the song. It's they're gonna kick. Look at the data we're when, gonna get. She's flying. Baby, she's flying. See, he, he's you know. She's flying, man. <laughs> he's getting a check, you know. Look how excited she gets about data. <laughs> Who'd have thought that the climax of this movie would be like, look at all this data? <laughs> I know it's just we're just weather nerds, you know. We so. got to, well now they're actually got to run from the tornado. yeah yeah not, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah hightail it away. Oh boy! Oh, they cut to commercial. That was a good set of suspense. Absolutely. Whoever edited these commercials in, they did a good oh, job. Yeah, they got, they you know, nice there's probably check. some dumb fucking professional whose only job it is is to be like, well, it's best to cut to commercial when the high peak of emotion, whatever the fuck. Of course. Because, yeah, it's going to truly I'm a, end now. I'm a commercial break engineer. Some bullshit like that. I'm sure that someone's job. They probably get paid relatively well, too. Like enough to have oh, a middle yeah. class life, you know? Oh, like okay. <laughs> who, pick, who picks where commercials go in TV you know? shows? They don't get a pick, so all of that is So they're just like, oh yeah, and then they decide you need this many in the quarter hour. They probably just do it equally because I know how long is this. <clears throat> so this is seven thirty, eight thirty, nine, two and a half hours exactly. So this is probably an actually an hour and forty minutes of TV. So they got about almost an hour of commercial breaks. Jesus. So they probably just say, okay, how are we going to split up about fifty five minutes of commercials? In an hour and forty minutes, so you just divide it up equally. Like every yeah. ten, every ten or so minutes, you got to yeah. throw a commercial break in here. Well, they always the, the, the first commercial is always the long. You get the first eighteen minutes of the movie, and then you get your first commercials. Then you get like the next wave, which is a little bit more commercials, and then by the third or fourth wave, it's long commercial breaks. But I kind of like walking. I like watching TV that way because it's like you know, they make the decision Dude, for you. Passive TV is fine. I get a lot of like <laughs> you know, it works get, for my mind. I get a lot of free subscriptions to shit like my Sprint. I get free Hulu. Yeah, but since it's free, it's all like fucking. It's all uh, like ad based. Like you kind of have yeah. to watch ads, and I don't hate it. You get to walk away for two minutes. I don't like the pressure. I love going to the movie, but when you yeah. gotta when you gotta piss. 
Yeah. And you're just like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm holding a fucking turtle head in because yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm enthralled by the Joker. <laughs> I want to be able to pause it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really think when people really get used to it, the idea of going to a movie, uh, like just paying 30 bucks for a Disney Plus movie, people are going to be like, yeah, I want to do that so much more. You don't need a movie theater. Yeah, it's crazy. It's one of those old, it's almost <laughs> like a... I mean, this this is where I feel. It's old. so antiquated yeah, to me. Yeah, you know, honestly, and I I agree with you. I mean, to go I, to the moving yeah. picture house. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, when I was a kid, the, the weekend summer releases, I used to get the newspaper. The summer of 1983, I knew every date the movie was going to be released. Now, don't get you know? me wrong, I love that shit. Like, I love the movies. I'm just saying it doesn't need to exist yeah no you're right you're right because the technology is so good now too you can you have a totally good a theatrical experience in in your living room as i as i pitch as i pitch for the <laughs> for the new you know well software of something the first thing so we're getting into this week in tv history i'll try and get through this in the last hour that's the big journey of this fucking show is like can we get through this week in tv history sure so big one let's do it yeah 1988 Crow, where were you when the first episode of Murphy Brown aired on CBS? Uh, I was my first year in college at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. It was my sophomore year in college. I had transferred that summer from the University of Wisconsin-Oshkosh to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. So I was in Witty Hall that year. Uh, I was in love. It was the first time I ever actually truly was attracted and it felt reciprocated ever truly with a girl, young woman. What's her name? Maggie Heike. If you only oh, what knew. a weird Wisconsin name. I know. <laughs> well, she, she oh, got, yeah, Maggie she, Heike. She got the jokes. <laughs> Phil as Heike. you know, as you know, a prerequisite, you have they to gotta get, the, get jokes. the jokes. <laughs> and uh, and I remember her, like, her roommate was, like, insanely jealous of my presence. You know, cause, Why? Because you were so awesome? Well, no, not at all. Because, because so I, cool. I was taking a tent. No, He's actually, so cool. Because his, I'm a total dork. With his a, rat tail mullet. I was a... I mean, listen, dude, I, if you think I'm a dork now, oh my God, <laughs> I was a, oh boy. But, uh, I remember getting my heart ripped out by her. I've only had my heart ripped out three times. And that was the first time it ever happened. Oh, look at that. 1965 days of our lives premieres. Oh, dun, 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 still dun. on absolutely running strong. 66 Reagan elected governor of California. I think we talked about that last week. Oh, did we? Okay. Hmm. Then I'm, I'm a day That's okay. late. That's no, okay. no crow. God damn it. I quit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think I went too late. I think I went ahead too far. It's okay, man. Yeah, Give what else happened? Some good They're stuff. out running the tornado. Oh, Are they going to get on these wild horses? And like, oh. Yeah. And they make no... Like, these fucking horses would be ripped up. There's fucking <laughs> debris like a motherfucker. There was tractors spinning around know, in that exactly. fucking tornado. Yep. Like they, she would have gotten a two by four fucking also, split through the back uh, of her head. When those planks are coming off, you can't run in that weather. That, oh, that, that, that's they a strong wouldn't have, wind. Yeah. You'd be on your ass. They'd be getting you know? sucked into the fucking tornado. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 1969 Sesame Street premieres on PBS. Oh, I love Sesame Street. It's a good show. It's on HBO now. They say fuck. Really? No. <laughs> I, I think uh, <laughs> uh, so it was Morgan Freeman was on that, I think. he was. Whoa. 1980, Dan Rather refuses to pay his cabbie. CBS pays $12.55 fare. <laughs> That's insane. That's a moment in TV history. <laughs> was he late for TV or something? Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe Rather was loaded. 
Let me try and find an article. He and Harry Reasoner were tying it on. <laughs> this fucking Jew bag over here. Big big Nixon supporter, that Dan Rather. Why? Well, here, let's put Twister on while I look. Dan Rather cab fare. Let's see. Cabby no fare. This is a Washington Post article from 1980. Oh, fuck you with your unblock what, 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 ads. What, what, yeah, what was the uh, Washington Post? Because I, I probably remember that because I lived oh. in D.C. at the time. I lived in D.C. Fuck your... What happened? It was in Chicago. Dan Rather taxi. Oh, interesting. So CBS why. Anchorman... Dan Rather says he gladly would have paid 600 just to get out of the cab. The cabbie says the reason he wouldn't let Rather out was because the newsman didn't pay anything at all. The celebrated ride on Lakeshore Drive. <laughs> Lakeshore Drive. <laughs> exactly. It's a good song. I tripped acid. I tripped acid. On LSD. I tripped. Wait, I was on LSD. Yeah. On LSD, listening to that song. Absolutely. When shit like that happens, over, yeah. that's the kind of stuff where you're like, God's real. Yeah, oh, there's absolutely. a real Lord Jesus, and I've <laughs> I've eaten him tonight. Well, there ain't no road just like it anywhere I go. <laughs> uh, let's have <laughs> a. What's up? Oh yeah, we were gonna go smoke opium under a shot glass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the cab driver said the dispute flared after he could not find the address rather gay. And this is pre-Google. You had to know. I could understand. You're a goddamn cabbie. You're fucking yeah. you Azerbaijani trash I mean, whatever. listen, they would not survive this. <laughs> okay. Rather said Phillips initially showed no hostility, but as he drove toward the difficult-to-find destination, he became increasingly abusive, muttering obscenities. Uh, when he passed the street I'd given him, he started speeding. I begged him to let me out, and he said, sit back, I'll tell you where you're going. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, that's a classic, like, prick Chicago cab driver. Couldn't you see that happen? It's so that's easy great. to see that. Absolutely. Sit back. Hey, listen, listen, okay? Hey, hey, I don't care what you're on there, you know? Rather. <laughs> Twelve fifty-five. Let me look at the conversion rate. Twelve dollars fifty-five cents in nineteen eighty. That's probably like a thirty dollars Yeah, I'd say maybe thirty thirty-five. I'm yeah. looking. Yeah. You know, that, that's you know he's paying. <laughs> oh come on! I don't give a fuck what it is in euros. <laughs> they don't have old timey fucking money periods. Nineteen eighty. Forty years ago. Look at that. How do you feel? That makes, that makes me feel old. Look at it. It's a per that's I never realized that. So that getting out is a reverse. It's the yes. it's cause her family didn't get to do that. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. she, you know. They're all untouched and not look at the horses. <laughs> Goodbye, horses. What happened to the horses? It's forty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I could see how you'd want that. You know. 
Hey, listen, pal, I need my 40 bucks, you know. You can afford that. You're on the uh, 16 minutes, you know. That's hilarious. Some Chicago cabbie. <laughs> 1998, Star, uh, Star Trek Insurrection came out. That's probably when you were done with them, right? Uh, no, I actually, no, I actually saw that in the theater. That's <laughs> At Webster Place. <laughs> That's the truth. Let's see. Uh, oh, look at this. You'll love this. 2017, BB, and this tr- matches who I'm about to mention was on Gossip Girl just a minute ago. 2017, BBC removes drama from Christmas lineup after one of its stars, Ed Westwick, accused of rape by two women. Wow. Yep. Oh, man. And he does play a rapey guy in most of the things he's in. He's <laughs> British. Two yeah. And here's the thing, Crow. He's this British guy. He's a big guy who kind of talked like this. Oh, oh, so he's a Cockney guy, working class. But okay. in Gossip Girl, he's Chuck Bass, and he talks like this. <laughs> Hello, Nathaniel. Oh, but but actually, he's a, he's like a fucking he's a Cockney. Dude. Yeah, he talks like Adele. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was always like a, you were stretching out as a British actor in the '60s when you were playing Cockney. I, I tell you, I tell you what, it's the easiest British accent to do. When, when, when I've traveled in England a couple different times, I cannot understand British English. There are so many slangs and so many idioms, and, and there's so many bizarre different accents. I couldn't fucking understand it. You know, and it was, I had to ask them to repeat themselves like three and four like on the phone. Like, what are you speaking? You know, in like the northern accent, it's kind of a hillbilly accent. I could not follow English. You know? What is 1963 phrase? 1963, Brian Epstein and Ed Sullivan sign a three show contract for the Beatles. Like they wow. don't do show contracts anymore. Uh, Crow, you're going to high five me on this one. For 1985, first AIDS-themed TV movie and early Frost screens in the that. U.S. on I, I, NBC. That was huge. That was a huge movie. <laughs> well, and people were Aiden pro- Quinn. Well, people were probably like, "We're finally going to get the skinny on AIDS." Well, it was just, I mean, through Lonesome Doves, Aiden Quinn, or it, whatever the fuck. <laughs> it, 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 it would not. I mean, you didn't talk about it. It, it was a it was a hush hush disease because I mean, homophobia was alive and well in the mid '80s. It was alive and well. Here? You know? Oh, this is Eli Roth's history of horror. <laughs> so yeah, it uh, yeah Aiden Quinn, and I remember it was a, it was a drama. It was very much a drama, heavy, heavy subject matter. Talking about let's climax AIDS. out on let's put it on for here. <laughs> uh, Twenty seven dresses. I'm just doing. I'm putting. I'm just gonna flick shit on. There's so no, again, what did she do with with brothers McMullen with? <laughs> Oh, with McLaughlin not paying your bills. <laughs> yeah, that? not fucking M- McGillicuddy missed school. <laughs> well, what was her? What Big was her thing? Film. What did she? She's do like the constant bridesmaid. Oh, 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 no, oh fucking, but again, no. But her actual personality, she's just always. Oh, she about her probably career. was just like she yeah. Complains about her career. She yeah. to makes you know because as an actor, you accept roles. Yeah, and then I just from the vibe I get, she just thought it would lead to more like. I'm going to be on Grey's Anatomy, which is a show I think I should be the star of in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go do movies. Fuck these TV show rats. Yep, yep. 
And then she ended up just being Gerard Butler's fucking bitch for nine movies in a row. <laughs> and then she left rom-coms to like probably that's when you go to the theater and fucking yeah. build your cachet as an actor back up. Yep. Yep. And then she went back to rom-coms because she realized like, well, the people didn't respect me, but I was making $27 million a movie. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to doing that. Yeah. But then people were like, well, rom-coms kind of are done like yeah. they've they're i don't even really like it and i used to be rom-com guy Ugh. and i feel like it's the one breakup you go through one breakup where you're just like this is bullshit like yeah, yeah. these movies are bullshit yeah like yeah. i don't want to watch i don't want to watch this horse shit anymore yeah yeah you know, rom-coms i have never liked them i loved them as I a kid chasing amy is one them. of my favorite movies of all time the kevin smith movie yeah but, but even that's got a little more edge to it but even like I used to the movie Boys and Girls was a big one of mine with Freddie Prince Jr. and Claire Forlani. Man. Do you remember that flick? No. So the plot of that but movie. I, yeah, I do, but I, I've repressed The plot it. of that movie is Freddie Prince Jr. is this fucking dork. And we've talked about this. He, before. I don't think so. He meets her throughout his life. Like the movie starts with them meeting at the airport. He's a, he's afraid to fly and he's on a plane as a little fucking braced fucking 12 year old. And she's sitting next to him and she teaches him how to relax. And then they meet again in high school and he's the mascot and she's the prom queen. And then they meet again in college and they develop a friendship over talking about their relationships. And then you have the moment where like another character is like, you know, you guys are in love. And oh, no. And then the movie ends with her flying him flying somewhere and she gets on the plane and like they have this big moment. Where, where they connect well yeah it's like the beginning of the movie where he starts like they have their big i love you moment she tells him i love you in latin because that's her big knock throughout the movie as she's in college studying latin and he makes fun of her because she's like what the fuck are you going to do with that it's a dead language um so she says i love you in latin and the whole time she's doing her soliloquy the stewardess is like you need to sit the fuck down like we're about to we're about to de-runway this plane because yeah. you, you're stupid cunt ass is fucking holding everything up that's the most logical part of the movie where like the stewardess is just like you need to sit the fuck down like i don't care what's happening right now so then finally one random person the person sitting next to him is just like i think you need to like what i like the whole plane like someone gives up a seat so then the movie ends with him. It's all well and good. They're in love. Sounds horrible. It's a great movie. Sounds literally i kind of want to watch it now i literally it's boys and girls with freddie prince jr uh so then the movie ends like it begins he's finally he's finally got the girl and he starts having a panic attack again and she gives him the because at the beginning of the movie she goes just breathe and count or whatever and he's just like that's not gonna work i'm a little know-it-all little kid and then he starts to do the same thing like she's like just breathe and he's like that's not gonna and then she goes trust me and then he breathes, and like he's fine. They finally, yeah. Because trust is the foundation of love. Yes. Wow, what an insight! <laughs> wow, that is such a complex, textured. What I never would have. I really. Also, there's because there's a moment in the movie too, because he's this sh- shelled up dork. They kind of do a she's all a reverse she's all that, which is a movie he's in too, because he's got this bowl haircut and glasses, and he wears like sweaters over fucking collared shirts. Sounds like me. And then they do a time pass in the movie where like a semester has passed, because even in college they sporadically meet up with. It's kind of like yeah. you know you bump in like 
I've run into this person every absolutely every month, but Do when we but when we bump into each other we talk for a while yeah, yeah like that's how chat, it is chat and when they do the time jump his hair's cut he's got like a fucking fucking frosted tip hawk so he's shit. like cool looking and now. he's gotten a little cooler yeah and there's this scene where she takes him out because they go to berkeley and they go to this club where they fucking it's like and i think they used to have these it's a club where everyone's doing a synchronized dance but it starts naturally like someone starts dancing and then someone else just starts copying yeah, him yeah and then the rule of like if you go on the dance floor you just gotta copy and then eventually you get a whole dance floor of people doing the same dance and they have that like a big part of that movie yeah. is the dance scene where fucking they're, they're like he's just standing there like a fucking wet blanket and claire forlani's out there you can see her nips through her shirt Oh yeah, baby got front. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they finally get him out there, and he fucking starts dancing and shit. Yeah, it sounds horrific. It's it a sound, great movie. Of, cor- of course, it's terrible. It sounds, <laughs> it sounds awful. You know, and the whole it just it just explains because the human heart is such a mystery. But you know something, I relate to the characters because I was once a little nerdy dog. Oh, too. dude, he gets so upset. He gets so bummed. So they fuck. Sounds like me. That like three fourths <laughs> of the way of the movie, they finally fuck. Yeah. And he like is like, this is it. And he wakes up in the morning. And he's ready to make breakfast for her and shit. Oh, don't do that. And she's like. I'm going to go like she sneaks out. She goes, I'm going to go to class. And the whole movie, she never goes to class. And after they fuck, she goes, I'm going to go to class. And he's just like, you never go to class. And she was like, yeah, that's why I need to go to class. And he starts like overdoing it. And then that causes the big I love you breakup of like, you wanted this the whole time. I'm going to pull that up, dude. I'm going to pull up. sounds horrific. I'm going to pull up the fucking boys and girls fucking Golden Gate Bridge. When, when did it, what what year was that? This has to be. It's after American Pie because Jason Biggs is in it, and uh, it's like what O two or something. Yeah. Oh man, it sounds horrible. It sounds like <laughs> complete. Just, it sounds horrific. Yeah. And I, I mean, I mean, I'll watch it, but I mean, you know, because whatever. What else am I going to do with my life? I'm just going to see <laughs> what of that movie they have out. You know, it was Josh Cheney, former Chicago comic, went up at the elevated a lot. This guy, the bearded guy here, <laughs> he he was upset with me because because I bitched about the about the bears and how much I hate the bears. We're back. I had to get a, I got to get a sound clip so I know we're there. It's, that's Hollywood for you right there. <laughs> okay, that's so so Hollywood shit. Boys and girls. So we got the I got the, the trailer rom-com. for the movie Boys and Girls. I wanted to find you the big broken-hearted soliloquy under the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, and a couple other things, but they don't have this movie's not clipped out on YouTube, which I've said I am gonna fix. I'm gonna make that along with I want my big ultimate YouTube video I want to make that will ultimately break me from the algorithm is every moment in the Sopranos that Tony Soprano is breathing through his nose, <laughs> where he sees so much, dude. <laughs> he breathes out of his nose so much. It's it'll so be two hours long. I have. I'm breathing. He's acting, but where it'll be a some moment of silence, and he's because <laughs> he's uh, so. This is the trailer for Boys and Girls. Okay. It's year two thousand. PG thirteen. So it's got a. Ooh, it's got a little bit of. Oh yeah, I got this. I don't got it up. 
with women. Hey, wanna go get a cup of coffee? I don't think that you and I really click. I was just talking about getting a cup of coffee. I don't maybe decaf for you. Until he met his uh. new college roommate. If you're waiting for a girl to just walk over and do all the work, you got another thing coming, okay? They, they don't do things that way. Trust me. Excuse me. Is your name Ryan? <laughs> so, Crow, this is an important moment for the, for me. This scene is when I finally realized that the Blair Witch Project was fake. Because that girl, that blonde girl who walked up, was in the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah. And up until then, I was like, <clears throat> you know, that might have been, like, real. Because they made the actors not fucking be in movies for a little like they said like you have to kind of go away like we want to sell that you're dead so when i saw this it was a i kind of heard stories that yeah. like people would be like no it was fake no they used they used real stuff it but it and yeah. then when i finally saw this i was like okay it's a movie what are the odds they're finding out what lines work and which ones don't question exactly how far can you bend over every woman looks at me like i'm their best friend a brother Ooh, that's the kiss of death. And they're discovering what happens to friends when going for it. Why don't you drop the cool guy act and go tell Jennifer how you really feel about her? They don't like too that. Far. <laughs> Are you in love with him? What are you talking about? We're just friends. <sighs> now it's taking no, a different so. turn. Oh, you know Ryan's in your bed right now. Yeah. You know he's naked, right? Yeah. Best thing for you to do is just forget it ever happened. Forgotten yet? No. Now it's taking a really yeah, different no. direction. Jeez. Now you This is like the whole movie in one. Going. Claire Forlani. What else has she been in again? The talented Mr. Ripley. Oh. Ladies, can I walk into your Meet Joe Black. She was in Meet Joe Black. Wow. She showed her titty balls in Meet Joe Black. She was in Mall Rats, the Kevin Smith movie Mall yeah. Rats. Yeah, yeah. I loved Claire Forlani. Yeah, yeah. Wow. This looks terrible. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a whole movie, and that's what happens when you do this. This thing is free. Then, this it's a boy girl thing is free on uh, YouTube. Uh, yeah, okay, you can I, you can go back to TV. <laughs> can you change it back to TV, please? I'm sorry, you're done being a producer. <laughs> I the remote's over there behind the red wall, and I I understand. You know, it's, it's uh, you know. <laughs> so it's boys and girls, and we're not getting along. And look this at has me, been I've a fruitful, I'm not a dork anymore. This has been a fruitful TV history segment. Absolutely, I would agree. I would agree. So let's get back into it. Let's so see yeah, what else I, we got. So do, do we think we had a little political conversation? Do we? Do we think? Well, uh, there's some fun stuff happening. So we have an interesting topics, TV wise and uh, time period wise for you. So we have season four of The Crown coming out. Uh, it's a good show, dude. Yeah. Have you ever watched The Crown? No, yeah, I, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. It's and season yeah. four is going to be the Princess Diana years. Oh, okay. uh, oh yeah. who's that famous? Uh, she's she won the Oscar recently. Everybody loves her because she giggles when she fucking gives her. She's that British lady. Oh, what the fuck? Who the fuck's playing the Queen in season four of the Queen? Oh, the Queen, the British Empire. The sun will never set on the British Empire with the most dominant culture on the planet. I don't know what it's that good voice culture. is. Is that? Is that uh, <laughs> Here we go. The 19th century. It was England's uh, day in the sun. So, um, what the fuck? Why isn't she? Olivia Coleman is going to play Queen Elizabeth. And what else was she in? She was fucking... Uh, I actually think she played another British royal in the movie she won the Oscar for. <laughs> they all just interchange and play British royals, you know? So she's in the show Fleabag, which rules. Um, let's see. She won uh, 
the night manager and then yeah she and she played queen elizabeth too in fucking uh what the fuck what movie the favorite she was in the favorite okay uh that would be the one. That's the first movie I saw. The Murder on the Orient Express, The Iron Lady, The Lobster. Oh, oh, oh she, she was in the Hot uh, Fuzz. She was in Iron Lady with uh, Meryl Streep. Yeah. So Meryl because she played a Thatcher. I mean, she's a, a very serious actress. Yeah. I think she's yeah. done some like TV. Everybody's a comedian in England, so. Yeah, they all got their little comedic their quirks you know, you know we do a routine we go to routine uh but jillian anderson is playing princess diana wow from, from x-files yeah wow <clears throat> and they got her looking just like her kind good, of good, good good for that good for her yeah i mean she was she was a name for a long time we're still through season one though we got to catch up because they season one and two is the same lady it's that claire foy chick who plays queen elizabeth because oh, it's okay. it's her throughout her life yeah, like when like the show younger starts version, yeah it's her starting and then her kind of establishing herself and then i forget who was in season three wow uh, just you're the queen you're the queen of england yeah you know <laughs> what a life <laughs> the queen I it's say. so weird they just need to get rid of it well, I, oh, I mean, they don't make any like political decisions, really. They're oh, I know. That's why it's to, so stupid. Then to, to the people fucking pay taxes to fund I their th- fucking asses. I think that they also have a, a lot of real estate interests. Yeah, and like very fucking, and the they're very the, wealthy. The child molesting Illuminati is probably funding them. <laughs> well, what's his face, man? That Ghislaine Maxwell Prince, was all in the British royals and Prince Andrew. Oh uh, yeah, Prince Andrew. Yeah, he was. He was his a sweating ass. God, what a what a what a bizarre. You know, uh, subculture. Didn't they rip Epstein's uh, mansion down? They, they they buried it. They uh, they ripped it down. I think it just happened recently, like in the past couple months. So we got a birth in 1960. Gay actor Stanley Tucci was born. <laughs> you still insist on? <laughs> I'm making it yeah, happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he has like five children. I mean, it's like yeah, yeah he, he likes women. You know? Oh, it's, I know. <laughs> You know, he sniffs the mug. He fucking, <laughs> you're like very much defending him. 1946, Song of the South South released. Walt Disney. Wow. It's a big moment in covering wow. up our past. Wow. Oh, looking back on slavery, it really wasn't that bad. Rosy colored glasses. Isn't that the, isn't that the, uh, isn't that the uh, I love how the they, genre that, that, that they created basically, with that? You know? Well, yeah, that's, that's like uh, Walt Disney's big thing is like he tried to, People look at it now as like he tried to rewrite history, but it's like no, I think he just didn't want kids fucking knowing about slavery yeah, and being bummed out for. about it. Uh, it's so weird that they add new stuff to this because it's like 2019 Disney Plus launches. Slavery, what a, what a bizarre time. Yeah, God, those are the slaves. They got slaves keeping Disney Plus online. You think those hard drives stay on fucking normally? Yeah, they got children. With bloody fucking solder, soldering iron fucking ridden hands. <laughs> keeping those the hard smell, drives. The smell of those. Keeping those hard drives alive. Just, oh, just burning. pocking their face up. <laughs> yeah, just like, look at the, the extras back They here. solder their own finger wounds closed. Is this their big like kind of moment yep, when, they, when they realize it? Get over here. Get over here. We're gonna dance. Ooh, they got that fucking shit music. They got that fucking belly rubbing gonna music in there. some white berry white. <laughs> it's the whitest berry white you can have. 
Oh, you know, this is satisfying, isn't it? She's wearing a black so dress because it's the bad. funeral of her hagdom. She's not a fucking hag anymore. <laughs> uh, Annie Hall is a good romantic. Comedy. Annie Hall's great. It's just too bad. Yeah. It's got that rape taint on it now. You know, well, 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 Manhattan is that one. Manhattan is actually is a Manhattan is his best movie, I think, of, of like of yeah, that that's era. Pretty good. Manhattan's great. But that's when he is like basically he's dating. He's te- he's telegraphing his his life like, oh yeah, I'm 49. Here's and a I'll big, be dating an 18 year old. Here's a big milestone. 1965. Director Kenneth Tinnan says the word fuck on BBC. It's the most gentle fuck. Fuck. He probably said it um, so fucking. In- uh, I must say fuck. Fuck. <laughs> we could play. Uh, that's a video. Uh, Alex Trebek died. Did we talk about Alex Trebek yeah. dying on the last episode? Uh, yeah, that, that, we did not because it didn't happen. I think it, it happened this happen. week. Yeah, it happened. It happened early this week. Didn't Feels it? so long ago. Yeah, well, uh, the, the world the, the world is now. So yeah. there's a Twitter video of him. Let me try and pull this up. Alicia sent it to me on Twitter. Uh, it's a blooper of him cussing during rec- filmings of fucking Jeopardy. <laughs> it's it's just great. It's classic. <laughs> we like botch something up because he's such a machine. Speaking of Gerard Butler, he was born this week in 1969. Wow, he's that my age. old fuck. He's my age. How does that make you feel? Uh, I am definitely feeling older. There's no doubt about it. I mean, again, this damn this back thing is messing me up. You know, Morgan, which is baby. kind of uncool. I don't like it. God damn it! All right, we're not gonna get it. I got a fucking. I don't got phones available, it. but it's just basically going to get it. It's basically Alex Trebek saying "fuck" a bunch, which you know who doesn't love that? Is this Catherine? Is she getting? Oh, they're getting married a year later. Oh, look what the go! Look at this is so fucking. Are weird. they doing the switch? Are they doing the fucking? Oh, it's just. It makes you feel good, doesn't it? Because getting married's a good thing. The wedding weddings are fun, man. Look how short that guy was. Weddings are. We're gonna get. I've been in a couple. Jeff Daniels is her father or some shit. (laughs) Fold a place card or hold their dress while they peed. She learned her lesson. Let's listen. It was perfect, and I didn't care. It was. It has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. Because if it's not perfect, the world will stop rotating. My sister broke her tooth in half the night before her wedding. She got drunk at her bachelorette party and fell face down on the floor. She would not be having that running through her head before she went up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a perfect day when we so all get dude, married. Malin, Malin Ackerman is banging behind her, dude. The chick from Watchmen. Yeah, oh yeah. She's behind her. She's Svetish. Dearly beloved, oh, it's so we're bad. gathered here today to join Jane Nichols. Kevin Doyle holding that. Holy fucking matrimony. What do you got him holding vases of flowers? God. Jesus Christ. It turns out I was right about one thing. Oh, that's old girl who that's Kate Ritter. I that's Kristen Ritter. She overdoses on heroin and fucking uh <laughs> in life. And breaking bad. Are, are these all the people that she dressed? Those are the head. fucking bridesmaids. All the people They've she bridesmaids come made it for. To, to help. Look at that. Isn't that just a great ending? It just makes me feel good. They've all come back. <laughs> I mean, it's just so satisfying. <laughs> what a fucking stupid movie. God. Seriously. Pure crap. Uh, Pure crap. I, I mean, you know, I mean, who is... Uh, it's so bad. No, get into it. 
It's just, it's just bad. You know, it's not bad. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, you know, they're good actors. You know, they're, they're doing their thing. But I just find these, this content and the scripts are so <laughs> stupid. And, and this shows, and I, <laughs> this next one shows you how awful TV was in the '60s. U.S. premiere of film version of Morris L. West bestseller, "The Shoes of a Fisherman." <laughs> <laughs> yes, what we'll be watching fuck? "The Shoes of a Fisherman" tonight. What? Well, the programming. I mean, I think it would have been cool to work in TV back then because you know they were just all popping pills. Oh, that's what I wanted doing to talk about. Shit, you know, speaking of, we watched a movie about the Adolf Eichmann trial. Oh about yeah, the guy who directed the Adolf Eichmann trial. It was this Jewish guy. Oh, yeah, People I, I, were like passing out during that trial, like that were directing it when the uh, victims were telling their stories, and they showed fucking a big part of it was he wanted to show Eichmann's face the whole time because he was like, no, he's gonna crack, and like yeah. you're gonna see emotion out of him. And the reverse happened, but it helped because the whole time Eichmann was like hearing these stories and kind of like cracking smiles and not fucking yeah. reacting. Yeah. And I read stuck quotes that he said were like, he was happy when he found out exactly how many Jews they killed. Oh, in the absolutely. Holocaust. Like that's yeah. a thing I'm going to be prideful about for the rest of my life. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they said the term, the banality of evil was created to describe Adolf Eichmann. The banality. Yeah. Just how, how it was just so just matter of fact. You yeah. Mean, and just, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, no, some, that, that's that makes how sense. Some, no, absolutely. I think he said he he, he, had, he had he took pride in it, like it was an accomplishment. You know, it's like wow. Uh, I I wonder where hate can be so um justified. You know, where you it's just like you. I guess you've made a decision, and and that's it. That group is going down. You know, which is amazing to actually get to that point. Like, oh, what what, what a uh, what a crazy time to be alive. You know. Where they, I mean, they were because whatever they, they were, not trusted. And they were Marxists, but they were also property owners too. So it was like they, they had to be. Uh, they were just a threat. This had to be a big crazy. <clears throat> lineup moment. Nineteen eighty nine. Batman film is released on videotape. Eighty nine. Yeah. Wow. Uh, th- th- that was shortly after the movie. Was I think out. it that might. Was... It w- might have been the first. Like we're gonna put this on tape right away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, or one of get, the first. Absolutely. To get the mo- like we're not making the money anymore. Let's get this on tape. Yeah. Right keep now. it going. Yeah. And get it out there. Yeah. And you can watch it at home for nineteen ninety five. VHS is used to be the shit back oh. in the day. Oh, my absolutely. dad had Caddyshack on VHS. That I guess my mom. It was like ninety nine dollars or something like that. Wow. Or like fifty. Like God. it was his Christmas present. Yeah, he got one VHS. Movie. Yeah, which would be now be sold for ninety nine cents, and, <laughs> and it was in one of those big plastic crack open VHS absolutely. cases. Absolutely, yeah, it, could, it had like liner notes or something. Huge. You could read it. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it could weather a storm. The tapes. It sat could weather twist. Oh, the, yeah. In case you want to bring your copy of fucking <laughs> of Caddyshack with you on the go on the road. Yeah, is that Dwight Yoakam? <laughs> Isn't hell yeah? That's it's, Dwight, it's Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam. And, and, oh, is this, oh yeah, this wedding is crashers? Wedding Crashers. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I saw this in the theater. Did you really? Yeah, I actually. Oh, I, I did was too. Moderately funny, you know. It was funny enough. Um, is isn't that is that Rebecca Demir? Is that Rebecca? Well, this is just a, I don't know. It's not even pushed. <coughs> They're done after this. They like this is just the opening scene. Exactly. That is Dwight Yoakam, though. Wow. I think he looks old there. I think. Well, it can't be Dwight. Is that that's him? Is that Dwight Yoakam? 
I don't. I mean, he's probably not credited if he. It's like he's just. It might not be because yeah. I don't think Dwight Yoakam would be just in a scene. Yeah, exactly. Because but that guy is somebody. So Dwight Yoakam looking motherfucker. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. It, it, he looks like Dwight. Stuff. He looks like Dwight Yoakam and Dax Shepard put together, <laughs> combined into, into one. a human. See, I thought that was Rebecca Demi, uh, no. De Mornay, you know, no. from a risky business. Not everything. She still a had star. a career. <laughs> is it? Uh... <laughs> Ooh, Home Alone two. <laughs> this is a good one. When, I love a good concept of children fooling adults. <laughs> That's what every CW show, that fucking Gossip Girl show. They're 15, 16 years old and they go to bars in fucking They've Eastern been, Manhattan and shit. Of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was. A, I they mean, drink colorful drinks. Uh, I mean, can you imagine being a teenager in Manhattan would be a, uh, an experience. You'd be growing up in a hurry, you know. Uh, it, it would be a, a different life, man. Oh, look, oh, this is where he sees him. He gets caught. The M on the fucking hand. It is Dwight Yoakam? Look at that. Man, how hurting was wow. Dwight Yoakam? He looks old there. Well, yeah, he's probably 60. Well, no, but but he was in like a panic room like two, three years before this movie. Yeah. You know? Well, not this. Dwight Yoakam. Panic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and also, yeah, fucking... How long ago? Wedding Crashers was 05, right? Yeah. Was 15 years 15 ago. 15 years ago. 05 was a good shot of movies. Like Wedding Crashers, you had 40-year-old Virgin. Yeah. Borat came out in 05. Batman yeah. Begins came out in 05. I think Borat came out in 06. Got some super Begins bad. happened in 05. It was the same era, Yeah, that, 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 that was a maturation in the comic book. I will say, I watched the first half of Joker, and I was like, this is a good movie. It's a you great could tell. movie. I think it, it shows that, you know, the, uh, the again, the devolution, whatever, the, the mental breakdown, you know, of someone. Plus, if you're a, a comic, it really hits home, I think. Because we're all Cause you meet, clowns, Because you meet man. people like that who are mentally ill doing stand-up. That's why I think it, I interpret it on a very literal plane. You meet people who are genuinely that mentally ill. Sometimes I love a good Hallmark mystery movie because they throw a little bit of... <laughs> A little bit of a edge twist. in there. A horse gets killed or something like that. Well, that happened in Twister. Didn't that happen in Twister? The, well, ho- no, the, oh, horses, the horses end up fine. They end up fine. <laughs> they look totally healthy. It's like, that wouldn't happen. They Jingle would be Bell Bride. turned into glue. A wedding planner finds romance with a handsome local after uh-huh. traveling to a remote town in Alaska, finding a rare flower for a celebrity client. Oh, God. That's what I have to do. This is my job, okay? <laughs> Jada Pickensmith Smith wants me to go to Alaska and find a certain flower. Oh, my life and is then so this one difficult. Crow. This one crow. A woman tries to coordinate her son's Christmas Eve wedding with help from the bride's uncle. By the way, Christmas Eve wedding. Uh, it, well, I'll never what a bad married, idea. But to have a you're, Christmas themed wedding. Taking everybody away. Not even Christmas themed. A wedding during Christmas. On Christmas. Yeah, well, you're yeah, prying everybody away from their family. I got to buy Christmas gifts for my shit family and then pay to go to your wedding. You there's asshole. a weird selfish in, indulgence in that, you know? Just get married by a justice of the peace and tell people later and have a Go party. to the, yeah, show and Instagram. Then, and then have a party. You know? <clears throat> Instagram the certificate. It'll be great. You know, whatever. You just do that. That's all you do. So something I found out this week that made me giggle and made you giggle. Uh, Kamala Harris used to date Montel Williams. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't even need to read anything beyond that. I Pretty just amazing. like 
was it during the height of the show? What if it was just some random fucking hookup? <laughs> well, he w- I think he was like a uh, a motivational speaker too. I mean, his show was pretty popular. He had a run. Oh, he, he motivated. Like- oh, Montel Williams was the shit. Yeah. Montel Williams fucking uh who was uh Byron Allen? <laughs> no, who was the other talk show guy that he's got a show on fucking Fox now? Uh Donahue, Phil Donahue. Oh, Phil Donahue was was huge. He was the, he was he was the original. He was, he he was, was the, the original, original Oprah. Yep, yeah, I was absolutely. gonna say he was Oprah before Oprah. Absolutely, I mean, there would have been no Oprah without Phil Donahue. And then there were so many knockoff shows that just lasted. Ricky Lake, like, Jenny do, fucking do when, Jones. Do you remember when uh, Tempest Bledsoe, who was the... Uh, no. She, she was, She's uh, like super alt-right now, she, right? she was like one of the Cosby kids. She had a show. Candace Owens. I think it was Candace Owens. You think of alt-right? No, can't, yeah, that's Candace Owens. Oh, but, uh, Candace Owens. Tempest Bledsoe is... She's like a contributor to Fox News. She's like one of the people of color they pull out whenever they need to have. We're not racist. We have Tempest Bledsoe. (laughs) They are. They're actually more palatable than OAN. OAN is just. I mean, they just go after all the. I mean, like, you know, I bet you Mikey Manker watches OAN. Oh, I'm sure he probably despise. He probably thinks Fox News is the fucking liberal media. I I mean, OAN is like. I mean, the the narratives they put, it's just directly from Trump's mouth. And, and it's so uh, mean spirited. And, and they're like, oh, on the left are the most mean spirited human beings ever, ever, saying things like, like, like ever. You know, I mean, they're, they make these dramatic, oh, these dramatic kind of statements like that where it's like, holy shit. And, and I don't know if, I think that they're doing that to put it back in the face of quote unquote liberals who say that about Trump. And how he's the worst ever and everyone who surrounds him is the worst ever. But the difference is that's the truth. Because <laughs> the people that surround Donald Trump are horrific human beings. Okay, It's the worst our society has to offer. Oh, wow. And, and even they're falling off the ship. Uh, we even a, they know. We got a 1993 that, biopic of Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think his kid plays him. His kid plays yeah, him. Yeah, Jason Lee. I think he dies in the filming of this. He gets no, shot. No, that's The Crow. The Crow was a That's man. The Crow. The Crow That's was one of like my a favorite dark. movies of all time. Crow's a good movie. I love The Crow. It's very dark. I walked very broody for the whole summer after I saw The Crow. Absolutely, because it was like, man, it was deep and it was dark. All you need is it a was long rock and roll. All you need industrial. is a long leather jacket and a mission. Yeah, <laughs> to live your life <laughs> like The Crow. <laughs> yeah. He was alive for twenty four hours. He had to avenge his fucking his fucking lover. Yeah, it was like filmed in dark Detroit and All's Angels Night. And <laughs> did you ever see the sequel? With Devil's uh, Night. I've seen every Crow, Crocious. Yeah. I fucking Crow. love him. I've, I've seen the Crow. I've read the comic book. I have the original graphic novel. I've re- I've met the guy who wrote it. He's the most depressing dude you'll ever meet. Because the whole basis of him writing the Crow is his girlfriend got murked off by a drunk driver. Oh. And he wrote the book to grieve. It's like a total process of grieving. Oh, that, that is sad. Uh, uh, so it's based on yeah, the, the, the true story. Of that. Wow. Wow. That's horrible. In the comic book, the... I almost got clipped today walking across the street. Dude, it's, you know? it's dangerous walking around here. It's, There's I a lot got, of psychopaths. This guy, like he, li- I was like, you f- I mean, he, he pulled off the street and it was like, you're fucking nuts, man. You're a you know? nut. I was able to move, though, even with my bad back. My bad back went away, and I, I I took a couple of two quick steps, like boom, boom. I had to get across the street quick, you know. I mean, he just turned on me. It was it came out of nowhere. Hollywood, nineteen sixty six. What movie is this? Is this this is the Bruce Lee story? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, 
This is <laughs> this is what Hollywood 1966 looks. Oh, like. everything was on a studio. <laughs> everything lo- that's I think the problem with I, why didn't they just realize on location? Like well, it's ev- expensive. That, that was my problem with a lot of Bond movies. Of why I couldn't get on board where. Like you're watching it and you're like, that's clearly a cardboard wall behind them. <laughs> like, can't you go to a factory and film a scene? Like, wh- how much could it possibly cost uh, to find no. an empty fucking factory? Yeah. And, and spruce sh- it up a little bit. And yeah. instead of building a fake stone, like, oh, <laughs> it looks so. How at the time could you have been like, this looks great? Yeah. <laughs> well, again, it's probably about controlling costs. I think that's why you I can't can control get a- it better. You can. <clears throat> it's- I think that's why I can't get on board with Star Trek. Because it's just too much like this is not space. They're in a cardboard fucking cardboard spaceship. The The original Star Trek is hilarious. It's, it's so bad. It's it's comedy. I love it. It's so bad. I, I, I watched one of the hippie episodes. When <laughs> Where they go to hi- a planet of fucking loose cannons. <laughs> well, they have to transport this uh, senator's son, you know. But it's a total like ham-handed allegory for what was going on in the late 60s. And they basically, t- <laughs> these hippies take over the ship through playing their hippie music, you know. Close it out on an episode Hilarious. of TJ Hooker here. Wow. Oh, yeah, these are, these were known actors. Wasn't fucking William Shatner that TJ guy, Hooker? That, that guy was in uh, <clears throat> The Fog. Looking was, Shat. You know, and he was also in, uh, uh, he was in Halloween 3. <laughs> that guy. What's TJ yeah, Hooker's thing? Fatigue, Hooker. He doesn't belong in the streets. We're all a little uptight. It's the second time Dio's men have found us. Talk about uptight. Wait till the DA finds out we've lost another witness. We'll get Angie back. And when we do, she'll talk. I need her. I'll make her talk. I'll charm <laughs> it out of her. <laughs> I, I think he was just a cop, an L.A. cop, just doing with cop stories. With a big fucking fur-lined <laughs> jacket. <laughs> a little close up there. I always wear my jacket. It's 90 degrees. Yeah, it's Los Angeles. Well, the climate change hasn't started happening yet. For. Yeah, it was still temperate out here in L.A. <laughs> What's a wildfire? <laughs> Parker's the leak. Your buddy from Nam. Your buddy from that. What do they got? Nine cops going in that one car? Get in the back seat and buckle up. We're going on a trip. Tommy D'Amico. Their uniform. You have to admit it. Their uniform looks looks SS like the the, the, the LA flame, Police Department. Plain black the outfit. black. I mean, th- th- there's an SS quality. I mean, the to Chicago it, you know? Police Department nailed it with the baby blue tops. They look like referees from the early WWE. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And then they have like a, the the white shirt is the white shirt is like a sergeant. He's a guy who like he yeah. cracks skulls. He's the guy who lies on TV when yeah, something yeah. happens. You know something. I'll tell you about Richard Starsky. You know, we apprehended, we, uh, when, upon apprehending, we found further that he had 47 weapons on his person. Uh, his children were. You know, this neighborhood, we all know where we're at. We're, yeah. He ain't know? no Derrick Rose. Oh, can you imagine being a Chicago cop, man? That would be a tough job, man. Yeah. That would be, and also, and and just the people you got to work with. Oh, and, and you like, probably just got to witness so many a, murders oh, that you're just like, oh, I can't say anything about this. They have a high suicide rate. Cops Skilling's do. gonna find out about this. <laughs> Again, I did not do anything. Look at this. This is tense. Yeah, let's see what they're saying. Oh, he fucking cocked him, dude. Listen, you. Your career is already down the tubes. You don't call Dio and his dogs off of Angie. You're going down with him. Accessory to murder one. 
can't hook her. I can't. I can't. Please. I can't hook her. I can't. <laughs> then you better pray that we find her before they do. Hooker was an actor, you know? Yeah. He was Shatner had a career. He's, I mean, <laughs> he just leaves him there and he looks you at his knuckles. You better pray. <laughs> you better pray she still wants to fuck when I oh, find her. That's such an 80s, like the, the faux wood van. This is like me. This is like my junior high school years. Was there any place? This is early high school. I was still a virgin. Safe? Look at they got their big jackets in their lap. They, they're gentlemen. They took their big fur jackets exactly. off. Yeah. Who is this? Is this who, who, That's his fucking chachi like partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this guy was in Greece too. That's I a think. young Catherine Heigl right there. Yeah, I wonder. She got fucking TJ hooked as a kid. That could be any hospital or doctor. Or a father. Oh, man. Uh, Do you need a kid back Do you need a daddy, little girl? <laughs> I used to look at 80s movies for advice on romance. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like actually thinking, like, whoa, is this how it's? Did done? Annie Hall change your life in that way? Like when you saw Annie Hall, where you're like, this is the boyfriend I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be Woody Allen, except for I'm gonna ask yeah. for consent. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I botched it all up. Yeah, not fuck your daughter. I, I, I botched it all up. <laughs> I made many a mistake in the field of love. I've realized this in the autumn of my years. Look at that dress. <laughs> Because she's a streetwalker. She's a goddamn trollop. Look at this guy. Oh, yeah. This dude's been in stuff. Look at that. Look at this. They're at the docks. Is this the port of LA? Yeah, this is like like Long Beach or something. Yeah, it is Long Beach. Terminal Island. What a name for your docks. (laughs) This is where me and you are going to end up. Working the docks, baby. You want to work the docks with me? (laughs) I bet you those are... uh... Those good are probably jobs. pretty paid gigs. Oh, you know? good job, but you're really dealing with the fucking heel of life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. calloused fucking hardened, human beings. Yeah, hard. I mean, men. when you work, anywhere where you can work, where at any moment you can be crushed by a fucking truck, yeah. <laughs> you're just living life to the wind. <laughs> they have no restraints. I mean, the whole like... And you gotta unload like massive amounts of freight, and that's the breaks from chains, oh. you know, and like... Plus, and it's, it's real good. work you can take pride in. It's sad that you have to worry about death because you really <laughs> should be proud of like we're moving the goods. We're moving stolen yeah. Chinese cars. Yeah, we, we are. This is commerce happening. Yeah. We are fundamental. When you fly into LAX and you look out sometimes in the, in the ocean, you can see all the ships coming in like out to the horizon. Yeah. And it's a ship like every five miles. So there's literally like 20 or whatever, not 20 ships, but there's like you can see like, you know, 14 ships going out to the horizon. That's how many ships are coming in, you know, just to just to, to transport goods. So one thing I wanted to get to though before we wrap yeah, things up, wrap it up a little bit. Uh, this guy's- last night as a delivery driver, I want to get your fucking. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to out you as a failure, but no, you I, fucking. Yeah, I like doing it. That's such an LA thing. A lot of people are like, you know, I'm a comedian. I make money doing comedy. Yeah. But so we ordered from Postmates twice, <clears throat> or they had the special at Denny's, two breakfasts. Two hamburgers and fries for like thirty-five bucks. Yeah, <clears throat> it was like a four-person fucking apocalypse yeah. meal. Two Postmates drivers stole that specific meal. We ordered it once. The guy picked it up and just went offline. So then she had to call get her money back, and we reordered. And that guy sent said he delivered it and sent her a picture of just a black space, and the food was nowhere to be found. So then, wait, he eat it? We don't know. 
That's so, bizarre. So then, do your job. And it's the same Denny's order. It's like they were like, "Hey, this these people was a are scam or something." You know? uh, Denny's was in on it. Maybe. So then we finally had Fat Burger. We got Fat Burger Post. Oh yeah, uh, we got Good that choice. DoorDash to us. We're never using Postmates again. They stink yeah. balls. Do you work for Postmates? I have DoorDash and Postmates. There you go. You know, do you steal food? No, of course I'm not. Kidding. I, I do my job. <laughs> but let it put I it through the job. chain. Yeah, that. You know, I'm trying to get to my two, co-host isn't happy. If I do 200 lift drives by December 2nd, I make 2,500. Oh, that was funny. You, so you had a that we could talk about. You had a lift passenger who said he was raped by a spirit. Yeah. Uh, and the second you said it, the second you said that I go, that's fucking gay voodoo. Yeah, <laughs> that's gay voodoo. Gay people are all about being touched by spirits and fucking former. This dude. I told him, I texted him, and I go, Crow, I guarantee you that guy was also raped by a real person yeah, at some point in yeah, his life. Abs- I mean, it, it was, we were in, I picked this woman up in Baldwin Hills in the hood, and we were driving over, and I had to pick up her friend who was like downtown, like near where I used to work. Like a really rough part, like kind of a rough, there's like a lot of homeless tent cities underneath the 10. So I, and she, and she's like, oh, we got to pick up a T. I was like, well, what's a T? Well, that's not his real, his real name is Paul, but he goes by T. You'll see, he, he he's kind of crazy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, pick him up. He was wearing his mask. That's all I give a shit about. Wear your fucking yeah. mask. You, I'm wearing my mask. Do you rip, do you, do you plastic off? I, I took a I don't lift actually. and a dude taped velcro taped a complete plastic barrier around him he was i was like that's the shit dude yeah no i i have not done that I, I have not done that that's why i got tested this week and that i got tested the day after i gave a trip uh, a ride to this guy he immediately was like you know girl and he just immediately came in hot telling that story out of the gate hot. Out of the gate, he tells that story. He came in I hot, got, bro. I tell you, here's what happened: that my spirit, I, I got raped by my spirit. I was, I'm trying to conjure my spirit up again because I liked it. He raped me, and I, and, and I was like, oh, so, that's and, the shit. And I, I said, so who was the top and who was the bottom? And he, he thought that was hilarious. I, oh, he, he laughed that I had that line. Like I knew the, I knew the lingo. Oh, I was definitely the bottom. I tell you, my man pussy hurt. Right. I mean, he was talking about his man. <laughs> it was like, oh his my mercy. god. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. And he was. And he was sticking to the details. My I was mercy. like, you know, but you know, I, I, I just, you know, we all, you know, I've seen spirits since I was a child. I've seen spirits since I was a child, you know. But I don't want to see a demon. Sal, Sal. <laughs> but it was, it was also like he was saying things like, "I don't want to see a demon." I said, "Well, we all got our demons, ain't that the truth?" Like he immediately had a line when yeah. I said that. We all got our demons. I was gonna say uh, it was like real cab story, you know. You, it said, was, you said he came in hot. <laughs> I guarantee you he practiced it before he fucking got in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He was going off. So I dropped him off, and uh, he and, and, and the woman he was with, who was uh, his fag hag friend, uh, dropped him off, you know. But uh, they both had masks on, which was a good thing. Uh, yeah. We, and I wear my mask every time. And I always, well, whatever, I don't know. I don't, I don't, and then I, I don't know. That, that, that's the only thing I do. Just wear your mask. Yeah. You know, uh, two people is the max in the car. Dude, everyone so. at my work is not following. I was furious this week because people weren't following COVID protocols. The mall Wednesday on Veterans Day, I'm pretty sure the mall let in more people than they were allowed to. Yeah. It was just packed. And people, I'm telling you, they got this loophole. They walk around with food because they know they don't have to wear their mask. If they're, You got all these young girls walking around with their boba teas in their mouth. The straw just always in their mouth and their mask is on their chin. And I wrote, put this on Facebook, but my overall point, this is why 
places can't open because everyone is making the arguments of like why can't comedy all these places have the capabilities to open up and do it safe just let everybody open up and do it safe and it's not about that everybody does have the capabilities to open but i've seen it firsthand these customers are not willing to follow rules yeah they look at you like you're putting them into slavery yeah by saying put your mask over your nose yeah uh you can't eat here you can only stand here uh, I told a group of people like, hey, well, you're unless you're sitting at a table with food in front of you, you can't have your mask off. And I was nicer yeah. about it. I go, hey, yeah. guys, you know, just to let you know, if you don't actually have your food yet and you're sitting down, you can't have your mask. Like, I kind of just need you to put those yeah. up for me. Yeah. And the guy goes, can you make it any more uncomfortable for us? Yeah. He goes, we so. just bought a bunch of food. Yeah. And yeah. I, I told him, I go, you can go stand over there. Like yeah. you don't have to be, he was complaining that they were standing around everybody. Like it's really tight. Like what? And I was like, you can go over there. Like I was, and I go to my boss, I go, I'm not bringing them their food. I was like, I'm about yeah, to fucking yeah. slap the fuck out yeah. of that guy. I remember yeah, doing gigs like that where I got pissed off at a customer. I told someone else to help. Him. I was like, listen, I'm going to get into a bad argument here. I can tell I don't like this person. I I, I get it. Club Cupid. <laughs> Uh, they're they're on yeah. the lot. They're on the lot on Paramount right now. But yeah, it, it just. Uh, but I'm for yeah. dude. F- two month lockdown, not even just a rent freeze, a spend freeze. You don't have to pay your phone bill, your yeah. cable. Every company, you're we're we're gonna we'll figure it out in two months. Yeah, we'll fucking and if it has to be tax raises, like that's what an apocalyptic situation like. Who cares what the current repercussions yeah. are? Yeah. Let's shut it down for two months. No one has to pay shit. And then we'll pick it up again when it's all down. Yeah. And it, yeah, it'll be bad. Whatever it does to the economy is going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the next two. The economic repercussions are inevitable. Yeah. So why are we worried about how bad it's going to be? It's going to be bad. Let's yeah. just fucking shut it down and we'll figure it out in two months. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I don't think this country can do that. I, it, it is, it, and I to, mean to not it, go to your job or not work or whatever, or or, or well, at not this be able point to go we can do it from, money. from online. Yeah, and yeah. I mean Italy shit. We're like, yeah. you can only go fifty feet from your front door. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's people watching to yeah. see, and you're going to get a ticket if you don't. Yeah, but but that that, that is not that is the state having too much power in people's eyes. But the problem is. This this country has got a massive boom, and I, I just saw that guy Osterholm again. The the uh, epidemiologist I've mentioned before on the show, the guy I watched the most, and he was saying, yeah, I mean, the next two months are the true bottoming out. They think it's the, where there's going to be a couple, like like a million cases are going to come. I mean, it's just it's there's really three thousand ex- today. It's really exploding. I mean, the deaths from a death point of c- view, cases. Yeah. yeah, cases. I think it's yeah, it's uh, well, I think it was a hundred thousand <laughs> one uh, last week, one day or yeah. something. I mean, it's just it's. I don't, and I'm going on doing this delivery stuff, which is a bit risky. But, you know, I, I'm just trying to be smart about it. I don't know, what does that mean? What do I know? I just wear a mask and I wash my hands yeah. consistently. If there's any way to end a show, yeah. it's wear a mask. <laughs> you know, we're doing a public service announcement and yeah. I wear a mask. But, I, again, I, I wonder what Trump is going to do. I think he's slowly realizing it's going it's kind of closing in on him. But, but what's going to be his last uh, uh, defiant fuck you? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Anyway, you want to so, close it yeah, down we here? Yeah, close it down. Good well, show, though. Yeah. Good times. Thanks Always for a fun Thanks time. for listening, everybody. Um, yes. You can find us. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the fucking bell to be reminded whenever we do an episode. 
Follow Adam on social media at Insecure Comic on yep. Twitter. Adam Crocious on everything else. I am at Keith Pazel across the board. That is K-E-I-T-H-P-A-E-S-E-L. Uh, we'll see you next week, guys. Yes. Good times.